you set for all the action. It's Vancouver Canucks game day on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. It is the Canucks Central pregame show on Sportsnet 650. Satyar Shaw with Dan Riccio and the Canucks are starting their season. Well, it is the preseason. Up against the Calgary Flames split, split squad game. The Canucks stronger roster at Rogers Arena here tonight. Taking on the Calgary Flames and another squad is sent to Calgary to play the Flames. That is coming up at 5 p.m. Puck drop here tonight or this afternoon for the Canucks is 4 p.m. And Dan, well, another season is upon us. And we always look forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So please get in touch with us on our Dunbar Lumber text inbox, 650-650, as we get you set for puck drop. And we are going to send you to the call with Brandon Batchelor and Randy Janda. That is coming up at 4 o'clock. But, Dan, another season upon us. A lot of excitement. And, well, we'll get the first look at a couple of, well, intriguing Canucks tonight. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. Warmies are back. Yes, you know? they are. I am intently watching the Canucks' new number 96, Andre Kuzmenko, just to see the shot, some of the uh, dangles he's throwing out there while uh, getting his, his hands warm for the, the game tonight here against Calgary. That's really the line to watch, isn't yeah. it? It's Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Mikhaev. Had a lot of good reviews coming out of Whistler and training camp, and... Well, they're the first line here tonight against Calgary. Yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll see exactly um, what the lines are, but there's a good there's good indications that we are likely to see on the third line Tristan Nielsen play. Now, Tristan Nielsen's been a player who has, um, let's say, captured the imagination of a lot of fans, media, and also the organization with how he played in the Penticton Young Stars tournament, but also how he's fared in training camp in Whistler the last three days. And it looks like he's going to be playing tonight on a line with Trist, uh, with Chase Waters and, and Danila Klimovich. Arsenault, Folk, and Shepard are most likely your fourth line. And you'll see put Colson, Horvat, and Garland. You mentioned Kuzmenko, Pedersen, and Mikheyev. That's most likely what we are going to see here. And we'll talk about the defense coming up in a couple of minutes. But as far as the forward group goes, that, as you mentioned, we love to see that. But as far as that bottom six goes, it's intriguing because there are a couple of guys not necessarily playing for spots in this team, but playing for NHL contracts. Well, anybody you talk to right now has just been raving about Tristan Nielsen and everything that he's done so far in this preseason and training camp. The Young Stars tournament, uh, we all fell in love with the uh, the video, yeah. right? The, he was mic'd up. Get some. He's talking trash and doing some good things on the ice. Had a really good tournament there. He's had a really good camp. I mean, Sat, you don't have to sell me on, like, a 5'8", tenacious forward who's just an absolute pest out there. I'm ready to give him an NHL contract right now. Oh, I know you are. You'd sign him up. Uh, like <laughs> you'd, you'd probably sign him up to come join us here on Canuck Central given <laughs> the personality he's showcased already as well. But that's as far as the forward group goes. And, and on the back end, a couple of interesting notes. The first yeah. one being Jack Rathbone is playing with Luke Shen. But not only that, he is going to be quarterbacking power play one tonight for the Vancouver Canucks. So for the young defenseman, a big opportunity right off the hop. So much about how the Canucks set up for the season and those final roster battles on defense. You know, they've got DeKaiser in on a PTO. They've got Rathbone. They acquired Dermott last year. Where does he fit? How does the pieces all fit together, especially after Quinn Hughes is experimenting on the right side? And Bruce Boudreaux talked about it today. Rathbone gives us another player that moves the puck well, skates well, has offensive instincts, 
And so this is a big moment for him tonight to showcase what he can do and potentially see if there is a fit for him on that third pair for this roster. Absolutely, and that's a big chance for him. We'll talk a bit more about what he can bring and, well, why you should be perhaps excited about what Jack Rathbone has to offer potentially this season for the Vancouver Canucks. The next pair, the second pair for the Canucks tonight, looks to be Tyler Myers with the veteran defenseman on a PTO, Danny DeKaiser. And, well, considering Danny DeKaiser is playing in this game with Boudreaux being behind the bench here in Vancouver where Jeremy uh, Colleton and his Abbotsford staff has a split squad team over in Calgary, this is a big opportunity here for Danny DeKaiser, Dan, to show... Bruce Boudreaux right off the hop if he is able or not to play a role for this Canucks team this season. Well, it, this, is, uh, this is a low bar tonight because Calgary did send a lot of their younger players, players that aren't expected to be in uh, in the NHL this year. They've got a few veterans, but, you know, when a split squad is going out, you're sending the uh, – you're sending most of the rooks yes. out on the road and you're playing the vets at home in front of your home crowd, right? That's what the Canucks are doing here tonight. And that's what Calgary is doing for their squad as well. So it's not exactly the biggest test for DeKaiser, but what I'm looking for is simply how well is he moving? Yeah. Especially if he's going to line up with Tyler Myers. He's going to have to be able to recover. He's going to have to be able to make up for Myers you know, pinching every now and again. Uh, how well does he move, especially with the injuries that he had earlier in his career? That This is the big thing I'm just looking at for DeKaiser tonight more than anything else. Yeah, and what you mentioned more than anything is that foot speed. And especially coming off three days of training camp where it's been a lot of work and you're probably a little bit tired, legs a little bit heavy. Yep. How do you look here tonight? I think that's the big thing. You're right. Do you look mobile enough? How are you on your edges? Do you get caught in transition? We know he defends well in his own zone. He's really good on the PK. It all comes back to the foot speed. We'll talk more about Dandy Kaiser as well as the show goes on. And the final note here, well, we have Wyatt Kalinick and Jet Wu on the third pair tonight. And in goal, Spencer Martin and Arthur Silovs. And we'll see if there's a split there for the goalies tonight as well, which you would kind of imagine. And you did see, uh, you do are seeing uh, Colin Delia yeah. and uh, Mike DiPietro being in Calgary for the other game as well. So we'll see perhaps all goalies getting on the ice here tonight as they battle for not only maybe the backup job in Vancouver, which is not that big of a battle. It's pretty much Spencer Martin's to lose, but Colin Delia comes into that equation. But Arthur Silovs and Mike DiPietro, well, those two guys are essentially battling for one spot in Abbotsford. Yeah, we know the, the stories with DiPietro, right? And uh, the offseason... Uh, he was looking for a trade. His agent was allowed to potentially look for a trade to facilitate one. It didn't happen. Look, Colin Delia is putting in a lot of work. As we've talked yeah. with uh, with Kevin Woodley here, and we have him every Wednesday, our goalie guru. Delia is, as much as he is a bit of an NHL, has NHL experience, he's put. Apologies for some technical difficulties, but Canuck Central, the pregame show, is back. It is Satyar Shaw with Dan Riccio, and you know we preseason for all of us. <laughs> that's the that's the great joke that's that happens great, yes. in the press box on the first night of the preseason. Yes, something always goes wrong, and it's like eh, preseason for all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the lamest uh, joke ever. Yes, the low hanging fruit. <laughs> but we'll take it. We'll take, we'll take it. it. All right, it, it was actually my fault. Just so everybody knows, I, I somehow turned the button off. So I'm, I'm not going to call out names. I mean, if you want to take the uh, accountability for it's, it, it's go my ahead. bad. I'll take. You know what? 
This is a new season. We talked about the Canucks taking accountability. And yeah. We can't sit here and talk about accountability if we're not taking accountability <laughs> of our own mistakes here on the radio as well. But, you know, you, you were talking about goaltending, and that's the, you know, we kind of gone through the forward lines here tonight. We've gone through yeah. the defensive pairs, and we're kind of talking now about the goalies here tonight at Rogers Arena, Arthur Salavs backing up Spencer Martin to start, and Colin D. and Mike DiPietro are in Calgary for the second, well, the other game here tonight between Calgary and Vancouver. But you were talking about Colin Delia and what he's brought so far to training camp and, and how he should not only just be viewed as a depth option, but as somebody who should be taken seriously. Here. Yeah, I mean, he's got NHL experience. He's got, I believe, a 904 save percentage in the show. The Canucks wanted a veteran option so that they wouldn't have had to go to Silovs or DiPietro in case of an emergency you know if, yeah. if you have several goalies that end up on the shelf and you've got to dip into your fourth string like the Canucks had to last year um, then so be it but you'd prefer to have the depth that you don't have to go there but Delia very much looks at this probably looks at Spencer Martin from last year and is like wow okay and he looks at Ian Clark and he's like oh okay so I just work with that guy and I end up better and maybe get some get a longer NHL life. That's that's the way Delia is looking at this. Yeah. He's put in a ton of work by all accounts through training camp and even going back into the summer with Ian Clark. So Delia is going to be an interesting part of this organization. And it's not as if Spencer Martin provides a high level of confidence that he's mm -hmm. going to be able to be a full-time backup in the NHL. I mean – Played a handful of games last year. Was really good with a 950 save percentage. But he's still uh, a goalie that hasn't really had a full-time backup job in the NHL. He did well enough, and he got the contract, which shows that he's going to be the guy who gets the first crack at it, really. Yeah. He, he's he's penciled in as the backup. He would well, have the, to lose the, the, the backup job. backup the Canucks are paying is Braden Holpe. Right, right? and he's so not they, here. They had to find somewhere to... You know, kind of skimp on, on, on the salary cap. And, hey, if he plays the way he showed he can last season, bargain contract, bargain yes. backup goaltender. And you feel good that even if he's not the guy, to your point, Colin Delia, who Kevin Woodley talked about being also very powerful, a lot of athleticism to his game, a lot to work with there. And if he does work well with Ian Clark, he's an option for you. And who knows if Arthur Silovs could be ready to do something as well. So you feel at least that between all the goalies they have in Vancouver, at least one of them should be able to provide quality backup performances for for this team as the season goes on. And you know what? Hey, don't play Thatcher Demko in like any of these preseason games. <laughs> well, he's not <laughs> like tonight. one game. Like, uh, I think I think Thatcher just needs one game to get ready for the season. I, I think if you ask Thatcher, he probably wants a couple more. Yeah. But yes, you're right. I mean, don't play him too much. It's just enough for him to be ready to go for the season because. The last thing this team needs is him getting banged up. And, you know, well, would you be surprised if he ends up over 60 appearances again? I know that's probably not the ideal plan that they have, but, Sat, this is going to be a dogfight in the Western Conference for a playoff spot. Oh, yeah. And, and you're going to tell me going down in the stretch you're not going to go to Thatcher Demko? I mean, it's going to be hard to space out to really um, – Unless Spencer Martin looks as do like as good as he was last year and you can really trust him, really have confidence, I, I could see the Canucks going to Thatcher Demko more often than not. They probably will, but at the same time, he didn't get through all of last season without picking up an injury. Yeah. He's got to show he can play a full season without an injury that forces him to miss more than a couple of games. So that's one of the things you have to be mindful of. So you have to bake in 
at least 20-some starts for your backup goaltender. Now, Colin Delius playing over in Calgary. We'll, we'll track his progress this evening as well. We'll, we'll get an idea of what's happening over there as well. And there isn't a lot of, say, key Canuck players traveling to Calgary. But a few intriguing ones worth keeping an eye on, and we will track their progress as well. And the, and the chief one being Niels Hoaglander, who actually came to camp really well prepared, one of the best testers in fitness when he came in. Yep. Uh, in the testing sequence of it, head coach Bruce Boudreau spoke very highly of his performance in training camp, and it looks like he's playing tonight in Calgary on a line with Jason Dickinson and Curtis Lazar. So as much as he started off on a line with Niels Amon and uh, Linus Carlson, and we'll see exactly what happens. If he actually gets a chance to play with those guys tonight and stays on that line and does well, well, then it shows he has a maybe inside track already to at the very least be on the fourth line to start the season. Yeah, uh, Bruce Boudreau, when speaking pregame today, talked about Dakota Joshua and you know sort of just mentioned the the process it's been for, for Joshua to get acclimated here with his new teammates. And look, at the end of the day, all due respect to Dakota Joshua, he's uh, an energy winger who brings some depth and some toughness. But Nils Hoaglander brings the higher upside to this team. I think more than anything else, what they would need to see out of Hoaglander on that line through preseason, if it sticks is can this fit? Can Nils Hoaglander hold his own even in a line that will likely have more of a defensive posture, right, with Dickinson and Lazar? Although, you know, Hoaglander can get in deep and free up some pucks. Curtis Lazar profiles that same way. It's interesting. I just, I, I wonder... Is it the best spot for Nils Hoaglander? Maybe not, right. but obviously the talent level is raised if Nils Hoaglander is on the opening night roster rather than off. Well, and another point you've made a lot about is Kuzmenko and how ready he might be or yeah. maybe not be to make an impact right away. And if it's a little touch and go for him early, he needs a little bit of help. Well, having Nils Hoaglander on the fourth line, even if he's not the perfect fit for it, he can help that line a bit. But then there's an easy guy to move up in your lineup if something needs to get going. He needs a guy who brings energy. He works hard as well. I think he's, he could be a guy as much as he's a fort liner. As the game goes on, depending on who might be struggling in the game, he can be a bit of a utility guy on your fourth line who's versatile. He can move up and down your lineup, help you out a little bit here and there. I don't think you can, you can underrate that type of quality in a guy. So I think there are a lot of ways here for Niels Hoaglander to help this team, even if he's not a bona fide top six forward right away. Now, as far as the lineup goes tonight, um, I, I mentioned Tristan Nielsen. He's not playing tonight. It is actually going to be Will Lockwood with Di Giuseppe and um, Folk on a line. And Shepard is playing with Arsenault uh, and Dry. So Dries is playing as well. So, we'll, so on, as far as that line goes, Will Lockwood, he's a player who really showed a lot of toughness and say grit and speed the last couple of um, training camps and he showed a little bit last season the year before but he hasn't gotten to a point yet where he's really knocking on the door for all the talk about players throughout training camp this year and all these guys here he's a guy who hasn't really been discussed or hasn't really shown quite yet that he belongs in that discussion of maybe making this team ultimately with Lockwood you know yes the speed is there yes uh, you like some of the things that he brings. He played 13 games, has 15 games total in the NHL, has yet to score a point. Now, I remember towards the end of last year, he was right around the net. He had a few really big chances, could not finish. But 
Look, even in a fourth-line role, you've got to be able to produce something. What I'm looking for out of Lockwood specifically tonight, when the Canucks go on the penalty kill, do they use Will Lockwood? Yeah. Right? Um, because I imagine when he goes down to the AHL, that is going to be a big focus for him. And can he provide some kind of uh, you know penalty kill ace as his way of breaking into the NHL? Yeah. That's that's ultimate because you can't like if you're going to be a fourth liner, you have to provide something else, and that would be he's not going to be a power play guy. Can he be a penalty killer that helps an NHL team? specifically the Canucks in the future. Yeah, so that's what he has to bring, like Dan mentions, and we'll yeah. see what he can provide here tonight. And uh, we, We're skipping over, like, one of the biggest stars of preseason, Sad. Again, biggest stars of training camp. Audrey My boy, Cousine. Phil Giuseppe. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, Phil Giuseppe. I mean, he's, he, if anything. Called out by the coach, like, this guy looks great. Well, and if anything, he's a guy that's taken a step ahead of Will Lockwood. Yeah. I, you, people should see how Dan is smiling right now. <laughs> but he hasn't, he, I was going to say, if anything, he's a guy who actually has a chance to break yeah. in camp. I mean, if Dakota Joshua should be worried about anybody, he's probably Phil Giuseppe. Yeah. I mean, look, Giuseppe is, I don't know, like, for me, he's an NHL player. Uh, fourth liner, but and maybe a 13th forward on a lot of teams, but uh, I, I thought he should have made the team out of camp last year. He there did. was a lot of surprise. He got sent down last year. Ended up uh, you know, really struggling through injury, but it showed up again here. And, you know, when I think about the eventuality of injuries coming through the Vancouver Canucks roster, having a guy like Phil DiGiuseppe to call upon is not the worst thing in the world with the way that he's played. No, it's good to have that type of depth, especially for those types of roles. This team actually now has some decent skill guys up front. They need some role players as well, not just guys that aren't good in terms yeah. of having role players, but guys that bring some certain qualities, and he has certain qualities this team needs as far as depth is concerned. But kind of circling back to the biggest story of this game here at Rogers Arena, it all comes back to the top line here tonight for Vancouver, which is going to be Elias Pettersson, with Mikheyev and Kuzmenko. This is the first real look fans are going to get at Kuzmenko and whether he can really hold his own here and maybe be a player who can contribute pretty early on for the Canucks. It's one thing to play in training camp. It's one thing to play in those scrimmages. Here tonight, you'll get a better idea of how close or how far he is from really making an impact for this team. It's, uh, it's going to be the biggest storyline here. And with... That line, you know, I look at how the Canucks are setting up Pearson, Miller, Besser. That line performed really well together last year. Even Garland, Horvat, Pod Colson, in the time they played together last year, performed really yeah. well. Can that line do that as well? Can you have three lines that control expected goals, that control the shot shares, that let you control the majority of the game. You're not going to be able to do it against everyone, you know, right. the Colorados of the world, but the Canucks should be a team now that should be able to stick with almost anybody they play. And uh, that's that's their bread and butter. It's that those forward groups and the ability to score on all three of those lines. Well, if Elias Pettersson actually plays the way he's showing he's capable of and the way he's shown to be dialed in in training camp by all reports, I don't really care who plays on his wing. That line is going to be successful. It's going to be able to at least hold its own and provide with you with something. Because if Patterson is able to start early and set the tone right away, 
Now you have a top line, and it's clear who the top line is because tonight, who's not playing? It's Miller, yeah. Petters, uh, Miller, Besser, and Pearson, who is the first line for this team. The top D pair, OAL and Hughes, are not playing. The starting goalie for this team, Thatcher Demko, is not playing. So it's clear who, who the top guys for each position are based on who's not playing tonight in, in this split squad game, the two games. But if Pedersen is able to set the tone early this season and really elevate his game, you have two first lines, essentially. Yep. And if you have that, that changes the equation in a massive way. So that's where Kuzmenko, is he going to be able to be somebody who can just ride along, be there for the ride? I think he's capable of doing that. But I want to see if he can be a driver on that line as well. Yeah. And it may not happen right away, but what I want to see, Dan, is just show me some flashes. Show me that you understand the ice here and how everything's going to be working. You know, I really look at that line, and because it's all so new, uh, Pedersen hasn't really had a winger like Mikhaev to play with before in his career. He's kind of unique. He's one of the fastest yeah. players in the league, right? So um, how does that chemistry develop? Does Also, does Mikhaev have the offensive awareness to find the space when Kuzmenko and Pedersen have the puck on their stick in the offensive zone. We know Pedersen and Kuz can do it, but does Mikhaev have that? Or is he like just, I'm going to get a bunch of breakaways during the year because of my speed and that's how I'm going to score, or I'll bang in a few rebounds every now and again off the rush? Or, you know, does he, does he have that ability to just find the pocket of space for an open look at the net? Like those, those are some of the things that I, I want to see Mikhaev develop over the preseason. Yeah, and if he's not exactly that player, because sometimes hey, you can't teach somebody to be something that he's not maybe, but if he can actually provide that puck retrieval role on that line, provide yeah. the guy who, who lengthens things for you, bring, gets in on the forecheck, initiates things, helps with speed, he can still help that line out in different ways. But it does come down to do you not get in somebody's way. If you're not creating something, do you understand spacing enough to not get in somebody else's way? But I am intrigued about his ability to be that puck retrieval guy on that line. Kuzmenko, for, all, for everything he might bring, and he might be a guy who's good in the, along the boards and everything, that's not going to be a strength of his game. Pedersen can do that, but he's going to play in the middle of the ice more as opposed to being on the boards all the time. I think that's a guy that can maybe bring that for this line, and that would be a positive. Yeah, it's a huge part of uh, tonight's game, seeing what that line can provide. They're the first line tonight here as uh, we get the first game of the preseason going, Sam. Yeah, we do, and the puck drop is coming up in about 10 minutes' time. Randy Janda with our man Brendan Bachelor tonight with the call. Canucks and Calgary Flames, get your thoughts into our Dunbar Lumber text inbox, 650-650. Satyar Shaw, Dan Riccio, Canucks and Flames up next on Sportsnet 650. Canucks training camp is in the books, and after three days of work in Whistler, Bruce Boudreaux is happy with what he sees from his group. I think they worked really hard. I was really impressed with the work ethic. They came in great shape. Our new medical guy or strength guy said, that's as good as he's seen on any team. So, I mean, uh, that makes you very happy that you know that these guys are serious about playing this year. And they'll get to play tonight in two groups as Vancouver faces Calgary in a pair of split squad games to kick off the preseason. It's the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames. NHL hockey is on the air live from Rogers Arena in Vancouver.
This is Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. And welcome back inside Rogers Arena. Brendan Batchelor and Randy Janda with you tonight from the Jim Robson broadcast gondola as we set the scene for the first half of a pair of split squad games between the Canucks and the Flames. Another batch of Vancouver and Calgary hockey players are going to play a game at Scotiabank Saddledome that will get underway in just over an hour from now. But Grand Deep training camp is in the books. It's time to drop the puck, and we've got actual games back inside Rogers Arena, isn't it, Craig? That's right. It's not officially go time, but it's pretty close to that. We're actually going to be able to see some of these players that we've never seen before in a Vancouver Canucks uniform play tonight. And the most notable of those, at least for the lineup, for this game at Rogers Arena is Andre Kuzmenko, the high-profile Russian free agent who signed with the hockey club back in July. And fans are going to get to see early on the potential that he might have skating on the line with Elias Pettersson and Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, he's getting the spotlight right off the bat. And the thing about Kuzmenko is we know that 53 points in the KHL is nice. A point-per-game player in the KHL. What does that mean in the NHL? What does that mean when you're playing with some of the best players in this lineup? Elias Pettersson, we know what he is. Ilya Mikheyev should shake up this lineup quite significantly. But what can Kuzmenko do on their wing? That is the question in this city. As they will play together, or we expect them to play together throughout tonight as they were kept together as a line throughout the entirety of the three days of training camp in Whistler. Another player to watch in this game on the back end is Jack Rathbone. Started with the hockey club a season ago. Played every single preseason game that he was eligible to play in, all seven of them last year. And he's got to come in with a chip on his shoulder here after getting sent down. The year didn't start the way he wanted. He dealt with some injuries, and yet he still finished with a pretty good year in the AHL. He did when he was healthy, and that's the key with Jack Rathbone. When he was healthy, he played great in the AHL. Now, is there a better position for Jack Rathbone to be in right now? I don't think so. He's playing next to Luke Shen, and we know with Shen, he's your big brother. He's going to look out for you in that pairing. This is a great spot for Jack Rathbone to prove that he's a full-time NHL player. Another guy who has a lot to prove, although he's closer to the end of his career than the start of it, is Danny DeKaiser in on a PTO and given a big opportunity through training camp. He's skating on a pairing with Tyler Myers tonight. That's where we saw him over the last few days in Whistler and the fact that Bruce Boudreaux has kept him here in Vancouver that's a veteran pairing that you could have easily sent to Calgary to meet your veteran eligibility for seven veteran players have to be in the lineup for every preseason game but DeKaiser's here playing in Vancouver and the head coach will have a close look at it. And the fit with Tyler Myers is going to be one of the intriguing things to check out tonight because remember Tyler Myers I think whatever you thought of his play last year and he played pretty well in my books but with all of Reckman Larson, it didn't seem like it was the most consistent. Sometimes they had a great game, sometimes they didn't. You need a stay-at-home option next to Tyler Myers, and that kind of undercut maybe what OEL's offense could give you. With Danny DeKaiser, it's a better fit in my books, but let's see how it looks tonight because, as we know, Danny DeKaiser's a little bit older as well. Let's see how that mobility is. Let's see how they gel together. Let's take a look at the starting lineups for the two hockey clubs, beginning with the visiting Flames, Dustin Wolf goes between the pipes. He was the AHL's goaltender of the year last year, went 33-9-4 for the Stockton Heat with a 9-24 save percentage. The Flames will start the game with the defensive pairing of Nikita Zadorov and Nicholas Malash up front. It's local boy Milan Lucic on the left wing with Kevin Rooney at center ice. And it's Brett Ritchie on the right side. For the Canucks, Spencer Martin starts in net. 
He went 3-0-3 in six appearances in the National Hockey League last year. In front of him, it's Danny DeKaiser on left defense with Tyler Myers to his right. The forward line to start this game for the Vancouver Canucks has Vasily Podkolzin skating on left wing. The captain, Bo Horvat, down the middle. And Connor Garland on the right side. Hockey's back. The preseason gets underway in a matter of moments, and we'll have it for you here on Sportsnet 650. It's the Canucks, it's the Flames, it's Brendan Batchelor and Randy Janda, and you're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Hi, this is Quinn Hughes, and you're listening to the home of the Canucks. You're listening to Vancouver Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena where it's just about time to drop the puck. The Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames in the first game of the preseason ahead of the 2022-2023 National Hockey League regular season. Brendan Batchelor alongside Randy Janda tonight inside the Jim Robson broadcast gondola. The Canucks are wearing the home blue uniforms with the white and green trim. They'll skate from right to left in the first period. The Flames in their road whites with red and yellow trim will go from left to right. The officials for tonight's game, the referees are Reed Anderson and Graham Skilleter, the linesman Justin Johnson, and Kyle Murchison. It's been a long wait and a long offseason for Canuck fans, but it's over now. The preseason underway as Bo Horvat lines up at center ice and loses the faceoff to Kevin Rooney as the Flames dump it into the Vancouver zone to our right. Underway in the preseason. The Kaiser behind his own net, gets to the puck, plays it up the far boards for Garland, middle of the ice for Pod Colson, skates to center, couldn't get it deep as it's slapped back into the Vancouver end by Nicholas Malosh for the Flames. Rooney in on the forecheck, the former New York Ranger, signed as a free agent by the Flames in the summer, recovers the puck, Lucic back to the line, Malosh long shot, hit a body in front, might have got through on Spencer Martin, there was some traffic in front of the goal, and now Rooney from behind the Vancouver net, cycles around to the far boards. Connor Garland intercepts. Leaves behind his own net for Tyler Myers. Flames will get a line change. As Garland gathers it, spins it to the Calgary line, and a couple of the Canucks got off the ice as well. Michael Stone in his own zone for Calgary. Pass to center. Adam Ruzichka couldn't knock it down. Instead, it comes to Jack Rathbone. Across to Luke Shen. Right wing to center for Elias Pedersen, who deflects it into the Calgary bench. 1-0-1 into a scoreless first period tonight in Vancouver. And a pretty cagey start from the Canucks there. Couldn't really get past their own, uh, you know, out of their own zone and past the red line. But that's what the preseason is all about. Early on there as well, Danny DeKaiser, you saw him on that first shift, trying to maybe work his way out of the zone. But Kevin Rooney's ready to play. He threw a pretty big hit there to start off the game. As mentioned, Rooney, a free agent signing of the Flames in the offseason as Martin has to make a save with his right pad off Matthew Phillips, the former Victoria Royal, with a quick wrister from the right circle. Canucks on the breakout. Luke Shen at his own line. Goes rink wide left wing to center for Elias Pedersen. Pedersen into the Calgary zone. Passes to the right circle. Hard shot right on by Andre Kuzmenko and Dustin Wolf. Had a difficult save for his first of the evening on a great rink wide feed from Pedersen to Kuzmenko. Now Mikheyev. Left wing working the cycle in the Calgary zone. Pedersen with a drop pass between his legs to Micaiah. Coming behind the Calgary net out the right wing side. Goes to the point for Luke Shen. Left side Jack Rathbone. Down the near boards to Kuzmenko. Winding to the top of the circle. 
Kuzmenko tried to pass rink wide. It was behind Will Lockwood, but away from the play, he's hauled down, draws a penalty, and that's a pretty good first shift in Canuck Blue for Andre Kuzmenko. Gets a scoring chance and draws a penalty, and the Canucks will go to the power play. The Horvat line couldn't uh, cross the, uh, the red line, but the Pedersen line with some great chemistry earlier on, and you saw Elias Pedersen set up Kuzmenko with a great shot and then draws a penalty later on in that shift. And that's kind of the shiftiness of an Andre Kuzmenko we've heard of. What does that mean at the NHL level? First shift in the preseason, a very solid one thus far. Cole Schwint to the box for tripping, sends the Canucks to the man advantage, 149 into a scoreless first period. They win the faceoff in the Calgary zone, and Rathbone holds in top of the point. To the left circle for Connor Garland, down low, sent in front for Horvat, one-time chance, and it was Kuzmenko at the near post feeding it to Horvat in that patented one-timer spot in the high slot, and Dustin Wolf made the save. And that is exactly what you want to see from Andre Kuzmenko as well. He's able to make plays near the goal line and yet again setting up Bo Horvat in his classic bumper spot. Face-off in the near circle, Calgary zone to our left, scramble draw to the corner, Kuzmenko after the puck. Tried to float it back to the point, but it deflects over the glass and out of play. So far, so good for Andre Kuzmenko, and also a chance to look at this power play slightly different. You've got other pieces, maybe interchangeable pieces. Kuzmenko could be one of them. Right now, it's Horvat, Garland, Kuzmenko, Pedersen, and Rathbone on the power play, which are some of the candidates you would have expected on this top unit with the lineup that the Canucks have dressed in this preseason opener against the Flames tonight. Nikita Zadorov gets it off the faceoff. Calgary clears it all the way down, and Spencer Martin will drop it for Jack Rathbone behind his own net. Just 30 seconds elapsed in the Vancouver power play. No score. The Canucks and the Flames just past the two-minute mark of the first period. Horvat turned it over to the Calgary line. Good job to intercept the pass by Ben Jones for the Flames. And the Canucks have to regroup in the neutral zone again. Pedersen up the left wing into the Calgary end. Goes rink wide to the right boards for Horvat. Took it off the wall. Cycles down the boards for Pedersen. Into the slot for Rathbone. Wanted to shoot. Saw Kuzmenko at the side of the net. Tried to feather a pass to him that tipped off a Calgary stick. And the Flames get it back down the ice. It didn't work there, but you can see the game is slowing down for Elias Pedersen even early on in this preseason where he's finding those passes. Partial change for the Canuck power play as Pod Colson goes after it on the four check. There's a bump on Michael Stone into the end boards. It deflects off the glass and out of play as we'll get a look at, I guess what you'd call the second power play unit for this game tonight. It's Sheldon Drys, Vasily Pod Colson, Phil DiGiuseppe, Ilya Mikheyev, and Wyatt Kalanick on the blue line. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, power play time these guys are going to get during the season, but <laughs> Ilya Mikheyev known for his penalty killing skills rather than the power play. Mikheyev potentially in an elevated offensive role with the Canucks, as we've seen with him being paired with Pedersen and Kuzmenko through the preseason. Mikheyev coming off his best offensive season, career highs of 21 goals and 32 points with the Maple Leafs last year. Dustin Wolf out of his goal, clears it around the glass and back into the Vancouver zone. Just over 20 seconds remaining in the Canuck power play. Three and a half minutes gone, first period. No score, Vancouver and Calgary tonight from Rogers Arena. Pod Polson, right wing to center for Mikheyev. Gains the Calgary line, stops up. Throws it rink wide into the left corner. Pod Polson wins a battle with Simone on the end boards. Around to Mikheyev, right side to Kalanick at the line. Tried to go back to Mikheyev. It was tipped to the corner. As Schwint is out of the box, so the Canucks are 0 for 1 on the power play tonight, but they've still got it in the Calgary end as it's tied up in skates on the far boards. Sent free to the line. Kalanick holds in right point. Drops it down the far boards. Pod Colson loses a battle along the wall with Nick DeSimone. 
And there to pick up the puck is Brett Ritchie. He'll clear it to the Vancouver line. De Kaiser in his own end onto the ice. Pass through the middle out of the reach of Vincent Arsenault for the Canucks. Lays a bump on Zadorov at center. Knocks down Jacob Pelche as well, trying to pry the puck loose. Arsenault on an AHL contract with the Abbotsford Canucks, so looking to make a name for himself, getting a chance in an NHL preseason game. Here's Matthew Phillips, left wing in the Vancouver zone. Tried to drive behind the net. Tyler Myers used his long reach to poke the puck away, and Danny DeKaiser lifts it out to center ice. Here's Phillips in again. Winding on the left wing for Ruzichka. Long shot turned aside easily by Spencer Martin. Just his third save of the evening. Carson Folk dumps it into the Calgary zone. He'll go after Yuso Valamaki on the forecheck. Valamaki behind his own net. Got it around the far side. Puck is deflected out to center by Ben Jones. And that'll be icing against the Flames. 5-0-4 into the first period. No score. Vancouver and Calgary. And about five minutes into this game. It's a preseason game. Guys are fighting for their jobs. But they're also kind of setting the tone. Vasily Colson is a player I'm watching closely, engaging physically very early in this matchup as well. So I think when you're you're looking at a what kind of Vasily Colson is showing up for the season, he's ready to go. You can tell he's aggressive on the forward check and drilled DeSimone a couple of times there. Colson had 10 points in the last 15 games of the regular season last year, so certainly started to get more comfortable in terms of producing offense. He's out there right now with Horvat, who wins the draw in the Calgary zone. Left circle. Pod Colson with a one-time chance of the slot. A nice set play right off the draw as it came back to Rathbone and then to Garland on the half wall. And Pod Colson posted up in the slot as Dustin Wolf has to make another save. And one of the things you're watching out for in preseason is that early season chemistry. I think the Bo Horvat line early on in this game was starting in their own zone. Breaking out of the zone was a bit of an issue, but there you go. Get an offensive zone start. And you have a set play, and Vasily Pod Colson with that heavy shot that has been praised by every single teammate, showing that he can pick those corners. Great save there by Wolf. Another offensive zone draw for the Horvat line. And we've heard Bruce Boudreau talk about wanting to focus on systems through training camp in the preseason. And with the pressure on this group to have a strong start to the year, you can see how set plays like that could be beneficial as Connor Garland tried a wraparound chance from behind the net. But Dustin Wolf across to his right covered it up. Well, the great thing about this line, and you know, we'll see if they stick with that, but they can all score. They're all, you know, I think with Bo Horvat, he's a shoot first center, but Pod Colson's got a little playmaking. We've seen Garland, he can score his own goals, but he can playmake as well, which is a good blend for a Bo Horvat, where there are going to be options for players on his line to feed him. And that's kind of what you want with Bo Horvat. He can create himself, but he's got a great shot. He's got to use that as much as possible. 31 goals last year. And of course, one of the big storylines around this club, the fact that he is, as we speak right now, a pending unrestricted free agent. We'll have to see whether the club is able to lock him up to an extension before the start of the regular season. Puck is dumped into the Vancouver zone to our right. Nearing the six-minute mark, first period, no score. The Canucks and the Flames. Milan Lucic on the forecheck digs it free to the near point for Nick DeSimone. Simone dumps it behind the net, comes around to the left side. Gilbert drops it back to the point for Richie. Threw it back down the boards. It hit Gilbert up high, bounced into the slot, and is cleared to the corner by Jet Wu. Wyatt Kalanick behind his own net for the Canucks. Far side, Will Lockwood was bumped into the boards, but tipped it middle of the ice for Wu, who stretches it to fill Di Giuseppe into the Calgary zone. Di Giuseppe, one on three, spins away from Di Simone in the corner. Protecting the puck behind the net, Di Simone takes him into the end boards. Ben Jones in to help out. Gets the puck free. 
And Dennis Gilbert passes ahead as the Flames come to center. Long shot by Jones across the Vancouver line. Tipped off a stick. And wide of the net. Flames trying to establish the forecheck. Mitch McLean battling right corner. Adam Klapka in there too, but Tyler Myers, who's one of the few players on the ice that might actually be taller than Klapka, wins a battle down low. Klapka parked at the net front, trying to bat it home, and Spencer Martin covers at the far post. 6.40 into the first period, no score. The Canucks and the Flames on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Hi, this is Bo Horvat, and you're listening to the home of the Canucks. You're listening to Vancouver Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home. Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Brendan Batchelor and Randy Janda with you tonight from Rogers Arena. No score between the Canucks and the Flames. 6.40 into the first period. Flames win a faceoff in the Vancouver zone. And Nikita Zadorov shot from the left point, hit a body in front. As it's cleared out to center on the near side by Ilya Mikheyev. Flames regrouping. Adam Ruzichka dumps it in on the left wing. Rathbone behind his own net. Drops to Luke Shen. Shen protecting the puck from Jacob Pelche. Leaves for Rathbone below the goal line. He'll bank it left wing to center for Andre Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko winds through the center ice circle. Pass up the near side. Deflected in deep by Mikheyev. As the Flames will try to regroup. But Pedersen on the forecheck. Bats the puck out of midair. Then Kuzmenko tips it to the line for Rathbone. Made a nice move around a check. Then got a shot right on. And Dustin Wolf was there to make a good save. As Mikheyev crashes the crease and gets into a shoving match with Nikita Zadorov, or excuse me, that's Vincent Arsenault, fresh off the bench into the mix after a good opportunity for Jack Rathbone. And a couple of great pieces of individual skill there as well. Elias Pettersson along the boards, bats the puck out of the air, grabs control, and it ends up with Jack Rathbone who gets a shot on goal. But you saw Arsenault as well taking care of the younger Rathbone in front of the, the net in that scrum. So a little veteran leadership from the AHL player. And a nice toe drag by Rathbone in traffic, too. He had three flames around him and nutmegged one of the defenders to create the opportunity. It's confident. And if you're a Jack Rathbone fan, want to see him on this hockey club, that's exactly what you want to see him doing, is being confident with the puck and making plays. Back in his own zone at the moment, kicked the puck free to Luke Shen under pressure on the forecheck. And on the near side, Emilio Peterson after it lost the puck. Canucks can't clear. And now Trevor Lewis has it left corner. The former LA King back to the line for Valimaki. One time drive stopped by Martin with traffic in front. Thrown to the net by Michael Stone off the right wing. That hit a leg in front of the goal too. And now here come the Canucks. Three on two to center if they hurry. Cole Shepard right wing. Rims it to the end boards. Arsenault protects it in a battle down low. Michael Stone in to try and dig it free for the Flames. There's a couple of fallen players. Puck is underneath them, and now Yusuf Valamaki gets it loose and will turn back to center for Calgary. Valamaki dumps it in on the right wing, but from the wrong side of center. And that's icing against the Flames. 8-20 into a scoreless first period between Vancouver and Calgary tonight at Rogers Arena. We've been focusing on Kuzmenko a lot, Mikheyev, Jack Rathbone, but Spencer Martin also called into action on that last sequence, and this is a big preseason for him as well. He's got to set the tone in terms of solidifying that backup role. Initial save off the uh, the point shot, and then later on, the follow-up hits a leg in front of the net. But that's a good start for Spencer Martin. The good thing to see is he was in position to make the save on the rebound, even though he didn't have to after making the initial stop. 
and Spencer Martin, who looked so confident in his limited viewing at the NHL level last year, seems early on in the preseason anyway. I know it's only nine minutes of the first exhibition game, but has looked confident in the crease thus far tonight. Jet Wu, left wing into the Calgary zone, tried a shot that was tipped to the far corner. Pod Colson gets it in the right corner. Around to the near side for Connor Garland. Behind the net, tried a backhand centering feed. It tipped off a stick and out to center. And Wyatt Kalanick is back to it in his own end. Wu on the near side. Ahead for Pod Colson. Backhand pass to center, and Connor Garland skates onto the puck. Garland into the attacking end on right wing. Rims it around the end boards. Pod Colson forechecking on the left side. Digs it loose for Horvat. He'll go behind the net for Garland. Try to backhand centering feed for Pod Colson, who attempted to get it to Horvat, but. Kevin Rooney got his stick in the passing lane, and the Flames come away to center. Rooney dumps it into the right corner. Richie first to it on the forecheck. Bumped into the boards by Horvat, back below his own goal line, trying to win a puck battle. Horvat fights it loose for Pod Colson. He'll center for Garland, who got to the red line, or didn't quite get to the red line, but dumped it into the Calgary zone with enough weight that it got deep so he could change, but didn't go across the goal line, and the Flames have to break out. Klapka on the right wing, fires it behind the Canuck net. Spencer Martin out of his goal, backhands it to the far corner for Luke Shen. Up the boards for Will Lockwood, who was smacked by Nikita Zadorov, who stood up on him, but the Canucks get it out of the zone nonetheless. Malosh near corner. Ahead for Klapka, tipped it to center. Mitch McLean on the forecheck, over skate of the puck, and Klapka loses a battle to Sheldon, drives along the near boards. Bill Giuseppe gets it deep into the Calgary end. Nikita Zadorov behind his own net to Nicholas Malosh near corner. Malosh rink wide to the far side. Puck is thrown to center. Klapka was hooked, but we got a Calgary penalty coming up as Spencer Martin goes to the bench. Arm in the air from one of our officials. Zadorov will touch it behind the Calgary goal, and the Canucks will get their second power play of the night when we return in a matter of moments. No score, Vancouver and Calgary with 9.34 left in the first on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 of the Sportsnet Radio Network. Hi, this is JT Miller, and you're listening to the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Brendan Batchelor and Randy Janda back with you tonight in Vancouver. No score between the Canucks and the Flames with 9.34 left in the first period. And Mitch McLean is in the box for high sticking for Calgary, so the Canucks go to their second power play of the night. They're 0 for 1 thus far, and there'll be a faceoff in the Flames zone to our left near circle. Kevin Rooney wins the draw for Calgary from Bo Horvat behind the net for Nikita Zadorov, who clears it all the way down the ice. Again, the power play unit that we see to start this man advantage is Pedersen, Horvat, Garland, Kuzmenko, and Rathbone. Here's Horvat to center. Dumps it left wing across the Calgary line. Gathered by Garland. Spun it back to the point, but out of the reach of Rathbone. And Pedersen has to go back to center after the puck. Pedersen. Right wing for Kuzmenko. Across the Calgary line. Rims it in around the end boards. Garland meets it on the left wing half wall. Drops it to Horvat. Now back to the line for Rathbone. Shot through traffic. Deflected off a couple of sticks and wide past the glove side of Dustin Wall. Kuzmenko behind the net to the left boards for Garland. Backhand centering feed to Horvat to the line for Rathbone. Right circle, Pedersen with a one-timer. He didn't get all of it and missed on the short side. Garland to the bottom of the left circle. Down low for Kuzmenko. Backhand pass to Pedersen to the right circle. Pedersen to Garland near side with a one-timer. Down on one knee from a tough angle and missed past the stick side of Dustin Wolf. Dangerous looking power play here for the Canucks as Horvat misses a pass in the slot and Trevor Lewis clears it all the way down the ice. A couple of decent looks there as well and Kuzmenko maybe rather than passing it there. It looked like he would have been able to take a shot but he opted for the pass to Pedersen. One-timers 
for both Pedersen and Garland from their respective off wings, if you want to call it that. Canucks are back into the Calgary zone with 30 seconds left in the power play. Kalanick couldn't hold into the line. And passes up the left side out of the reach of DiGiuseppe. It comes again to Kalanick in his own zone. Pog pulls it. Carries to center. Driving middle of the ice. Dumps it to the right corner. Mikheyev after it on the forecheck. Sheldon drives in there too with 10 seconds left in the power play. Mikheyev dug it free but gave it away to Emilio Peterson and he clears to center for the Flames. Canucks in transition quickly. Dying seconds of the power play. De Giuseppe on the left wing. Dumps it to the far boards. Valimaki trying to clear the zone. Kalanuk couldn't hold in. Mikheyev there to help him out as the Flames are back to even strength. And the Canucks are 0 for 2 on the power play tonight. Here's Emilio Peterson into the Vancouver zone. Centering feed and a backhand goal scored by Mitch McLean. In all alone behind the Vancouver defense. Beats Spencer Martin, glove side, and the Flames lead 1-0. And momentum can change pretty quickly in a game. We saw that Mitch McLean in the penalty box for high sticking. And then it goes back the other way. Emilio Peterson with actually a great play to, to make that pass. And by himself, Mitch McLean goes backhand shelf on Spencer Martin and that's going to be a, a a bit of a giveaway there by Mikheyev as well in the neutral zone strong play by the Calgary Flames to get that puck but that's a rough one you go from the power play one second and now you're down one nothing in this game Mitch McLean a former Langley Riverman in the BCHL on an AHL deal with the Calgary Wranglers the new franchise starting out this year after relocating from Stockton, California. Now we get a Vancouver penalty off the ensuing faceoff. As it's high sticking against Cole Shepard. And so the Flames get the game's opening goal, and now they'll get their first power play of the evening right afterwards. High sticking for Cole Shepard, former Vancouver Giant from West Van, and he got his uh, stick high there on Jacob Pelche former first-round pick of the Calgary Flames. So this is a, another opportunity for the Calgary Flames, their first power play of the night. You say Cole Shepard, a former Vancouver Giant, very recently a former Vancouver Giant, was dealt to the Lethbridge Hurricanes in the WHL on Wednesday. And as the Flames set up on their power play, Matthew Phillips right boards. Goes back to the line for Valimaki. Far side, one-timer thrown to the net by Michael Stone. Stopped by Spencer Martin. Tyler Myers doesn't have a stick. It broke, but he'll get off to the bench as the Canucks clear it all the way down the ice. Just under seven minutes left in the first period. Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 in preseason action. Tonight at Rogers Arena, Mitch McLean with the lone goal. And Calgary's on the power play looking to build on that lead. Ruzicka, right wing in the Vancouver zone. Left point, Valimaki. Carries top of the circle. Goes back to Michael Stone at the line. Now to Matthew Phillips, near point. Down the boards for Ruzicka. Tight angle shot stopped by Martin in tight. Mikheyev gets it loose, and he's going to use his speed to blow around Michael Stone on the right wing. Here's Elia Mikheyev. Cuts into the slot. Calgary zone tried a shot, and Stone recovered in time to block it. As the Flames counterattack, and that might have been Mikheyev tired at the end of his shift there because you see a veteran like Michael Stone who's on a PTO with Calgary, and Mikheyev picking up speed through the neutral zone. And you would imagine that if it was a fresh Mikheyev, he could have cut right around him to the front of the net. Flames still with 45 seconds left on the power play. Klapka behind the Vancouver goal, out the left wing side. Goes to the line for Zadorov. Took a shot, tipped through traffic, wide of the net of Spencer Martin. To Kaiser battling at the side of the goal, lost it to Klapka. Now it comes back to Zadorov again at the line, right circle. Cole Schwint, shot right on, stopped by Martin with the blocker. It knocked the stick out of his hand. 
and the Canucks clear the rebound to the corner. Then Lockwood can't get it out. Zadorov into the high slot. Hard wrist shot. He just missed the net again past the stick side of Martin. Because the Canucks are on their heels here in the defensive zone with a dozen seconds left in the Calgary power play. Schwint, right circle. Hard shot blocked by DeKaiser. Batted out of midair by Myers to the line, but Zadorov holds in. Far side, one-timer. Teed up, sent wide of the net by Nick DeSimone. Now Schwint into the slot for Lucic to DeSimone. Left circle through to the goal. Stopped by Martin. Shepard is out of the box. So the Flames are 0 for 1 on the power play tonight as well. And Cole Shepard on the back check finds the puck and clears to center before Emilio Peterson brings it back in offside at the Vancouver line. 4.56 left in the first. It's the Flames 1 and the Canucks nothing. And you're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. This is Tyler Myers of the Vancouver Canucks, and you're listening to Sportsnet 650 Radio. 4.56 left in the first period tonight in Vancouver. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 on a goal by Mitch McLean, assisted by Emilio Peterson and Ben Jones. That came at 12.40 of this first period. Brendan Batchelor and Randeep Jando with you tonight. As the Flames win the draw, and Nick DeSimone dumps it into the Vancouver zone to our broadcast right. Jack Rathbone in the near corner, gets it ahead to Vasily Podkolzin. Bo Horvat in there as well, and it comes to Rathbone. He'll pass far side for Luke Shen. Lifts it to center, but Emilio Peterson knocks it down and dumps it back in for the Flames. Rathbone in the far corner. Got it loose to Brett Ritchie. Now DeSimone from the right point, trying to shot, blocked in front by Shen. Peterson in the right corner goes back to the line. DeSimone for Lewis. Middle of the ice thrown to the goal as Brett Ritchie runs over Spencer Martin. Luke Shen's going to come across and have a conversation with him as we've got an arm in the air. And this will be another Vancouver power play with 4.15 remaining in the first on a pretty obvious goaltender interference call against Brett Ritchie. Now that's going to be as obvious as can be. And you see the shot going towards the net and... Richie just goes towards the crease and kind of leans into it as well, which is Spencer Martin, he does fall back, and Luke Shen said, now nah, you can't do that on my watch, goes up to Richie and confronts him. But another power play for the Vancouver Canucks. Interesting thing on the last PK, though, Batch, Mikheyev, Pedersen as a pairing. You saw Mikheyev also use his speed a little bit, but Pedersen, the intelligence there, and Mikheyev has speed and is a very smart player. So maybe Bruce Boudreau and co. dropping some hints here. More of a power kill if you're going to put those two guys together. As Horvat gets a chance right off the faceoff. Set up by Garland off the left wing. His shot from the slot was stopped by Dustin Wolf, who's looked good tonight in this first period. Another good chance for Vancouver, but the game remains a 1-0 Calgary lead. And Horvat will bring it to center ice on the regroup. Right side for Pedersen, dumps it behind the Calgary net. Garland on the four-check left corner, trying to dig it loose. Puck deflects high off the glass. For Zadorov on the near wall, he gets it to center, and Kevin Rooney dumps it to the Vancouver line. Elias Pettersson back to center with speed. Dumps it into the Calgary zone, goes after it on the four-check left corner. Horvat's in there as well. As Nicholas Malosh trying to clear, gave it away to Kuzmenko, far corner. Drops to Horvat behind the net. Trying to pass to the line intended for Rathbone that deflected off of one of the Flames, Ben Jones, and out to center ice. One minute left in the Vancouver power play. 3.15 to go in the first period. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 in preseason action tonight at Rogers Arena. Canucks and Flames will have the second half of this split squad evening get underway from Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary in about 25 minutes from now. Sheldon drives to the Calgary line, dumps it in as the Canucks look to generate something on the man advantage. Drives left corner. 
pinned to the boards by Michael Stone. Puck is caught up in skates. Now it comes loose to Kalanuck in the high slot with time through it to the goal. Stopped by Wolf, but it broke one of the snaps or snapped off the snaps on his mask, which falls to the ice. And as a result, we get an immediate whistle. And when his helmet did come off, you can see how young Dustin Wolf is. Well, 924 save percentage with the Stockton Heat last year. And of course, the Calgary Wranglers are the new AHL affiliate of the Calgary Flames. They moved the team to California from California and, and this is a player to watch out for the future. I know Jacob Markstrom is the guy in Calgary for some time but Dustin Wolf is going to be the next guy. That's how good he's been in the HL. Uh, they're you know a strong shot from the point but really just hit him straight. Just looks like underneath the chin there and knocked the helmet off. Dustin Wolf another great goaltending product produced by the Everett Silvertips in the Western Hockey League of course. Carter Hart, the former Canadian World Junior goaltender and Philadelphia Flyer out of Everett in the Western League as well. As the Canucks win the draw, still 20 seconds left on the power play. In the Calgary zone, Mikheyev on the far boards trying to dig it free. Held in nicely at the line by Sheldon Dries, who dumps it to the end boards. Simone back to it behind the net. Dotted around to the near wall, Trevor Lewis couldn't clear. Now Kalanuk, top of the point, takes a pass from Di Giuseppe, tried a shot, it was blocked. And Kalanuk throws it to the net again. It was blocked by a different flame as both Kevin Rooney and Dennis Gilbert got in front of those shots for the line. Flames trying to regroup. They turn the puck over in the Vancouver zone, and here's Pod Colson back into the Calgary end. Dumps it in as the rest of his linemates went for a change, and he gets into it with Dennis Gilbert. As they push and shove, Gilbert got the worst of that exchange, falling to the ice, and the fans in attendance. Enjoying Vasily Podkolzin exerting his physical play. Flames have it in the Vancouver zone. 140 left in the first period. Calgary up 1-0. Danny DeKaiser behind his own net. Hit into the corner boards by Adam Klapka. Milan Lucic there as well. Lost a battle to Carson Folk. Who fights it out to center ice. And now DeKaiser plays ahead for Myers. Nice move to the Calgary line. Drops it onto the right boards, thrown to the net. A tough angle by Vincent Arsenault on the far side, missed the goal. Now here's Klapka the other way. Nearly a two-on-one for the Flames as Klapka tried to toe drag. Nice active stick from Jack Rathbone as Arsenault gets into it with a couple of Flames at the Calgary bench. And we've got at least one penalty assessed here, and it might just be Vincent Arsenault going off. Arsenault looked like he was getting engaged there with uh, Nikita Zadorov, who is not a stranger to physicality himself and they they were chirping a little bit you know Arsenal's a 10-year vet as well 30 years old he's been an AHLer for the majority of that but it is going to be a penalty for Arsenal two minutes for roughing and so the Flames head to the man advantage for the second time in this first period and as we often see in the preseason lots of penalties called as the officials try to get set up in terms of the way things are going to be called going into the year and they usually back off a lot of the emphasis once the year starts as Matthew Phillips gets a shot off the right wing stopped by Spencer Martin through a screen and this is a pretty physical matchup thus far you've saw you know Luke Shen even at the end of this last save just setting that influence kind of making sure that people are noticing he's out there pushing Jacob Vapelci away from the uh, the crease there as well especially remember Richie did run Spencer Martin a little bit earlier so Luke Shen trying to set the tone a bit here. Into the final minute of the first. Flames on the power play, and Phillips has it right circle. Back to the line for Valimaki. Wrist shot through traffic, blocked in front by Shen, and he sweeps it out to center ice himself. 
And that's the veteran presence that we've seen Luke Shen bring with this Vancouver group that basically had him as a top four defenseman for this club last year. That may change this season if Quinn Hughes does stick on the right side. As Elias Pedersen dumps it into the Calgary zone, a slow roller over the goal line, but the Flames went for a change, so icing's waved off. And, of course, Canucks are killing a penalty. It's preseason for us as well, Randy, so there would have been no icing No, there way. wouldn't have. And now the Flames ice the puck the other way, so the Canucks will have an offensive zone draw with 17 seconds left in the first. You were predicting the future, Batch. That's what you were doing, <laughs> all right? And you were right. Looking what? into my crystal ball. Oh, for sure. And one thing to, to note in this first period, though, Vasily Colson, I mentioned on that first shift against DeSimone, against Gilbert as well, and he got a t uh, Klapka's attention as well, going to the bench. So the Calgary Flames are noticing the physicality of one Vasily Podkolzin in preseason game one. Flames win the draw. With just about 10 seconds left in this first period, maybe one more chance for them to center as Zadorov dumps it in. Behind the Vancouver net, Jet Wu to it on the end boards, threw it up the wall. Kevin Rooney sends it to the goal, and a late left pad save for Spencer Martin right before the horn. As this first period comes to an end, the Flames will have 51 seconds left on the power play to start the second, and it's Calgary up 1-0 after one. Good way to start the period for the Vancouver Canucks. They had a couple of chances, but you get those power plays, you gotta, you got to deliver on them, and the Calgary Flames... Got the momentum after one penalty kill, and then you had a goal. Peterson setting up McLean, and that's where we stand right now. But some good signs from the Vancouver Canucks as well, especially one Vasily Podkolzin. He looks ready to go, maybe even for game one of the season. Forget preseason game one. Flames up 1-0 after one tonight in Vancouver. And as you mentioned, Canucks 0 for 3 on the power play in the first period. It is still the preseason. They're going to work through some of that stuff, and they did have some good looks. Dustin Wolf in the Calgary crease stopped all seven Vancouver shots. Coming up after 20 minutes, we'll join Dan Riccio in a matter of moments. Again, it's the Flames 1 and the Canucks nothing after 1, and you're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Kalanuk couldn't hold in. Mikheyev there to help him out as the Flames are back to even strength. And the Canucks are 0 for 2 on the power play tonight. Here's Emilio Peterson into the Vancouver zone. Centering feed and a backhand goal scored by Mitch McLean. In all alone behind the Vancouver defense. Beat Spencer Martin, glove side, and the Flames lead 1-0. The call from Brendan Batchelor. The Flames still leading by that scoreline at the end of 20 minutes. It's Dan Riccio, Canuck Central. At the intermission, this opening preseason matchup here at Rogers Arena between the Canucks and Calgary Flames. A split squad is about to get started in Calgary uh, coming up shortly. So this was an interesting period. You know, we're, we're looking at, at, at finding some things and what to take away. And it's always a bit of a process because you don't want to read too much into certain things. It is just game one of the preseason. But uh, you know, one of the things I'm looking for, I want to see Elias Pettersson come out the gate and show the confidence that he had in the second half of last season. I saw that in the first period. Definitely saw that in the first period. He made a few really good plays, had one set up for the one tee on the power play, 
that he didn't get off too well, but in the overall, I did like what I saw from Elias Pettersson. As far as the Canucks, you know, they, they get outshot 13-7, to and why is that uh, kind of scary uh, a little bit? Uh, well, they had three power plays and weren't able to do much with those power plays. Jack Rathbone is quarterbacking the power play tonight. Quinn Hughes and Oliver ekman Larson are both off. Bruce Boudreau talked before the game that this is very much uh, an opportunity to see what Jack Rathbone can provide. And we've got a tweet here from Nux Seltz. says, Rathbone looks good so far. Had some other thoughts come in on Twitter, at DanRicho underscore, about Rathbone's play to this point. I have liked what I've seen from Rathbone, but the power play in the overall does look like uh, it is struggling. And on that top power play unit, we're seeing Horvat with Garland, Pedersen, Kuzmenko, and Rathbone. They did get the low-high play from Kuzmenko to Horvat in the slot at one point on their first power play, but uh, haven't been able to generate too much beyond that. It was... Um, an interesting goal against that the Canucks gave up. Ilya Mikheyev loses a puck in the neutral zone, and it's quickly turned into an odd man rush going back the other way for the Flames. And that's where uh, the other E. Pedersen, or is it Peterson? I'm not sure, uh, gets on the score sheet with an assist for the Flames. Overall, there's not too many things I want to really have a strong take about because it is still preseason but have to be uh, certainly uh, keeping an eye on a couple of things as they develop and one thing for me was Danny DeKaiser who's on the PTO I just I didn't see the pace that we needed to see he's had a lot of injuries that's really taken away from the skating he had earlier in his career. Still didn't see that there coming over from the Detroit Red Wings. Also wasn't very pinpoint with his passes. I found any time the Canucks were getting hemmed in their own end, I saw Danny DeKaiser on the ice. Uh, we'll keep. We'll take a look at some of the uh, deeper, deeper analytics as the game goes on, but uh, not the greatest first period for the Canucks PTO, Danny to Kaiser. Training camp was in the books and uh, was in Whistler over the weekend. Want to give you a chance to listen in on what exactly Patrick Alvin felt about training camp and how it sets up the Canucks here for preseason. Here is uh, GM of the Canucks, Patrick Alvin, on pre on uh, training camp. Um, you know, first, uh, it's just a gorgeous to be up here in Whistler. I think the players have enjoyed it. The staff has enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's been. Uh, Good three days, high pace, uh, competitive, as you saw here in the last scrimmage. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, the depth players, the younger players, are pushing the older ones, so that's great to see the internal competition. So um, I'm very pleased to be the first three days here. How about for your staff to be able to come in to see all these guys skating together, scrimmaging against each other? How valuable is it for your guys and your assessment, not just of your NHL team, but guys you have in depth in the organization yeah I, I think that it's really valuable and you see the, the development staff interacting with uh, you know the, the younger players but also being around you know the big team here I think that's that's key um, uh, it's always good for the you know for the younger players to be part of training camps and learning the process what it takes to to establish yourself as a pro player 
Can you tell us about Brock being held out of that? Uh, I mean, uh, it's a beautiful day here, so I'm sure he wanted to enjoy it outside a little bit. But, uh, no, it's just uh, precautionary early on, and, you know, I'm sure... Um, I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to play tomorrow. I haven't seen the lineups yet, but he will be back soon. How about your Swedish acquisition there in Linus, Linus or Linus Carlson? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought um, he was really stiff on the puck, uh, good around the net, uh, good down low, um, and he wants to score goals. Um, he's just getting better and better, and we're going to continue to work with him and, and help him um, get into the North American style game. So. And what's most impressive is that young stars, he was similarly stood out. Yeah. I mean, this has been a consistent thing for him. Yeah, he's a, he's a very competitive kid. Uh, he wants it. Um, I mean, uh, he's just uh, uh, learning and getting better every day, and that's what you want to see with the young players. And you talked a lot about needing to see more from your young guys, pushing the guys in general. You know, you look at Hoagland on a line that's not necessarily an NHL line. Seems to me that's the kind of message for him. Is that what you saw from him? What yeah, from him? absolutely. I, I think uh, Hoge has been, uh, you know, coming in here in great shape, um, and that's just uh, a, a good start for him. And just uh, continue to push here. And, and obviously, he's, he's a young player, but uh, his tenacity and speed, energy, and all that—that's uh, what we want to see here. And in terms of Quinn Hughes, I mean, we saw in the scrimmage why you guys think he can make this work. And- are willing to be able to go. I mean, it was a pretty impressive. I mean, obviously, it's just a scrimmage, but pretty impressive performance from him playing on the right side. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, both uh, him and OL are, uh, you know, skilled players, and, and I think both of them are capable of playing the right side. So uh, definitely up to the coaches to make those decisions. What do you think of Dan DeKaiser here and, and just your, the organization's thoughts of bringing him in as a PTO? Yeah, I mean, Dan is a, is a vet. Uh, he's been around uh, 32 years old. He moves really well. Um, he's excited about the opportunity here, and uh, um, it's a good opportunity for us to to, uh, to add more competition and, and see where he fits um, and just give him time here. There is Patrick Alvin on uh, his takeaways from training camp. Uh, talked about Nils Hoaglander there. He is playing with the split squad in Calgary, is uh, on the top line with Jason Dickinson and Curtis Lazar, so we'll keep an eye on that and how Hoaglander performs as he's kind of had a bit of a spotlight on him in training camp and preseason as there's only so many forward spots to go around and certainly does not yet have one locked in for that top nine with Kuzmenko currently next to Elias Pettersson. Canucks are on the penalty kill to start the second period. 51 seconds remaining in that power play for the Flames. And they have the one nothing lead. Brendan Batchelor and Randeep Janda have call of period number two next on Sportsnet 650. This is JT Miller of the Vancouver Canucks, and you're listening to Sportsnet 650 Radio. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena. Brendan Batchelor alongside Randeep Janda. Moments away from the start of the second period. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 on a goal by Mitch McLean in the first period. But from a Vancouver perspective, Randeep, Jack Rathbone saw a lot of ice time, but a lot of even strength ice time, even though the Canucks had three power plays. That's right. A couple of young guns leading the way in terms of ice time. Rathbone on the ice for 8 minutes, 22 seconds. 3 minutes and 57 seconds at 5-on-5. And Vasily Podkolzin leading the team in 5-on-5 ice time, which is at 3 minutes and 59 seconds. So a couple of the young guys getting an opportunity here on home ice. Canucks win the draw to get us underway in the second. They're on the PK with Vincent Arsenault in the box 
for roughing. Canucks in blue going from left to right. The Flames in white going from right to left as Matthew Phillips starts in across the Vancouver line but has his pocket picked by Phil D. Giuseppe and he'll clear it back down the ice. Second power play of the game for the Flames. They're over one thus far. Ruzicka to center. Try to pass that was behind Phillips as we get a look at this PK pairing we were talking about at least to start. Mikheyev and Pedersen out on the ice together and now they'll change and we'll have Horvat, Di Giuseppe, De Kaiser and Shen on the ice with under 10 seconds now remaining in the Vancouver PK. Shen in the near corner clears it all the way down. And very quick shifts here as well for the PK so Elias Pedersen just went off and now Bo Horvat is going off as well so they're doing some really quick shifts here. Just a minute into this second period now the power play for the Flames is over they're 0 for 2 tonight. Battle for the puck behind the Vancouver net to our left. Luke Shen gets it loose near corner. Throws it middle of the ice to center. Tipped by Phil DiGiuseppe. Icing's waved off. Dustin Wolf out of the goal to handle. Gets it up the far boards and Kevin Rooney lifts it out to center. DiGiuseppe goes rink wide right side for Jet Wu. He'll dump it back in. Wolf behind the net to the near corner for Zadora. Outlet pass up the wall for Milan Lucic. Centers it for Kevin Rooney. He tips it into the Vancouver zone from the wrong side of the red line though and it's icing against the Flames. 131 into the second. Calgary leads Vancouver 1-0. And Batch, we've been watching the penalty kill units quite a bit today as well. But throughout the year, I think that's going to be something that we keep our eye on because remember last year, they didn't have many options. It seemed like the personnel wasn't there to have an effective PK. This year, you add Curtis Lazar, you add Mikheyev, you add some other players as well, and Vildi Giuseppe. We'll see what happens with him, but he can kill penalties. Now the Canucks feel like they have the right options in the right spot. Canucks penalty kill finished last season tied for 30th in the NHL, but recovered very well after a horrendous first quarter of the season. And their PK after Boudreaux arrived as the head coach was actually 11th in the NHL, so probably reasonable to expect that they could potentially be a top half penalty kill in the league this year as the Flames ice the puck and the Canucks will have another Face off in the Calgary zone. I'm not sure, you know, there's been some personnel changes there, Randy. You would think improvements, and if the PK can build off of what they did from December onwards, then, you know, it can potentially not cost them games like it did early last year. There's been changes on the ice, but also behind the bench as well. Brad Shaw and Scott Walker are part of that group. Now you've got a couple of different coaches, maybe some different ideas, but for the most part, this is an improved roster on that respect. As DeKaiser gets a drive from the line right off the faceoff, and Wolf makes the save. And I'm with you. I think this PK has the potential to be top 15, at least top half of the league, which if you have a, a stronger five-on-five -five team, if you have a team that is better on the power play, they should be. In the first half of the year, they weren't very good on the power play as well. They should be much better. I think if you're top half of the league, top 15, yeah, this is a, uh, you know, that PK is capable of it. You have skilled players and very hard workers as well. Horvat battling for a puck off the faceoff of the Calgary zone pod. Colson lays a bump on Lewis into the boards, but Trevor Lewis keeps it and dumps it in on Spencer Martin in the Vancouver crease. Tyler Myers behind his own net for the Canucks. Passes right wing to center for the captain, Bo Horvat in stride. Horvat into the Calgary zone to DeKaiser at the line. Went back to Horvat on the boards. He missed the pass. DeKaiser follows up. Centers from the half wall. There's a backhand chance of a broken play in front, and it's Pod Colson firing it off the outside of the goal. Now Myers from the line teed up a one-timer. Blocked from close range by Pelche, who is awfully slow to get to his feet. And he's going to limp off to the Calgary bench as the Canucks 
Regroup in their own zone. Flames nearly got caught with too many men on the ice, and now it's a three-on-two for Vancouver across the Calgary line. Arsenal with a hard one-timer for the right circle set up by Carson Folk, but he ripped it wide of the net. Rathbone left point. Down the far side for Connor Garland. Winds back to the point for Rathbone. One-timer from the right point. And that's stopped by Wolf sliding to his left with Arsenault and Folk driving the goal, looking for a rebound that never came. We've seen a confident, assertive Jack Rathbone early on in this game, just uh, about a period in. And what I like about the five-on-five game here as well is that you got a shot coming in from the point, but there is traffic in front. There's a couple of players out front. And prior to that, Vasily Podkolzin as well. Once again, how do you beat a, a good goalie, a hot goalie? Dustin Wolf, we know, has a great reputation. 924 save percentage last year. You got to get in front of him. So you're seeing a little bit of an adjustment five on five from the Canucks, something that they did not do in the first period. Wolf started in net for the Flames in the meeting between these two teams at the Young Stars Classic in Penticton and looked very solid, certainly through the first 40 minutes of that game. Canucks went on to win 3-0 after the game was tied at zeros after two periods. But Wolf looked impressive in Penticton and has looked impressive thus far tonight here in Vancouver with his Flames leading the Canucks 1-0 just past the three-minute mark of the second period. Spencer Martin handles the puck from the side of the net, threw it up the boards, but Kevin Rooney knocks it down, drives the goal off the right wing, backhand shot, uh, shot from a tough angle, rather, was stopped by Martin and he covers up. Kevin Rooney is one of those players that's uh, really engaged early on in this game as well. This is a guy that comes to Calgary from New York, played a couple of seasons in New Jersey as well, and he's been aggressive on a number of defensemen here. Early on in the game, he set the tone with a hit on DeKaiser, but they're also making uh, life difficult for Folk as well. So this is a, a player that I think is going to be a fixture on this line, probably with Milan Lucic maybe all year long. As there will be raised expectations for this Flames team yet again, even though they won the Pacific Division in the regular season last year. And have had some notable changes at the top of their lineup. With Nazem Kadri and Jonathan Huberdeau coming in. And the Flames will hope they can replace the departures of Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, if not improve upon what those players were able to accomplish last year. And speaking of Jonathan Huberdeau, one of the pieces of that trade is in the lineup for the Flames tonight. Paul Schwint, 21-year-old former third-round pick of the Panthers. Canucks forechecking in the Calgary zone. Kuzmenko right corner, knocked down by Milaj. Puck comes free to the near point. Wu can't hold in. Stepped up along the boards, and it's a three-on-two for the Flames the other way. Milaj drops to Ruzicka, left circle, threw it to the goal. Martin made the save. As we got a Vancouver penalty here, one of the trailing Flames ends up in the net. It's Matthew Phillips. who was upended on his way to the goal, and Will Lockwood is heading to the box as the Flames will get their third power play of the night. And it really starts in the defensive zone for the Calgary Flames. Milosh with a couple of big hits, one on Mikheyev, then he makes another play on Kuzmenko, and then goes the other way, a strong transition play, and Will Lockwood essentially has to take that penalty. He has to bring the Calgary Flame forward down because otherwise that's probably a goal batch. So I think Will Lockwood, he might not be happy with the penalty, but he had to take that one. That looked like it was going inside the net. And another factor in that whole sequence as well was the play by Jet Wu to step up along the boards on the near side. As Horvat pokes a puck free shorthanded at the Vancouver blue line and is able to clear it all the way down the ice early on in the PK. Zadorov through the center ice circle on the man advantage for the Flames, dumps it to the right corner. 
And he'll follow in on the forecheck too. Puck comes free to the high slot. Now it's sent left circle for Schwint who missed wide on the near side. Nice feed from DeSimone at the line. Here's DeSimone again, left circle. Fires right on target and Martin is square and able to make the stop. 4.57 elapsed in the second period. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 tonight in Vancouver. And one thing to watch out for here as well, Ilya Mikheyev took a hit from Milosh on that right before that penalty. Kind of went down gingerly. He is not currently on the bench. So something to watch for the Vancouver Canucks. He's a, a penalty killer that is going to be generally featuring next to uh, Elias Pedersen. Don't see him out there yet. Keep an eye on Mikheyev's status as this period continues. Flames win the draw in the Vancouver zone. Phillips, far corner. To the line for Valimaki. Left circle, Michael Stone. Stone. Back to Valimaki. Again to Stone. Across to Phillips. Right wing. Spins away from Rathbone. Back to the line. To the end boards for Ruzichka. Back to Phillips. Right wing. Again to Valimaki, near circle, Stone, hard one-timer, stopped by Martin, big rebound into the slot, is cleared by Jack Rathbone, who chops it out to center ice. Now Pelchik into the Vancouver zone, defers right wing to Ruzichka, he'll dump it to the left wing boards, no teammates were there though, and Luke Shen will take his time skating it out of the zone before lifting it deep into the Calgary end of the Canuck penalty killers to complete a change. And the forward that was working with Elias Pettersson on that last shift was Connor Garland. So sometimes there's a conversation around Garland. Will he kill penalties? He is in this game. Stepping into that role with Mikheyev, at least for the moment, not on the Vancouver bench. Canucks clear to center. 15 seconds left in the Calgary power play. Just past the six-minute mark, second period. Flames lead 1-0. Dennis Gilbert to center, lifts it into the left corner. To Kaiser. Back to it behind his own net, pressured on the forecheck by Gilbert. But the Canucks get it free, clear it down, Lockwood's out of the box. And the Flames are now 0 for 3 on their man advantage tonight. As are the Canucks, the lone goal of the game off the stick of Mitch McLean came back in the first period and has Calgary ahead 1-0. Battle for the puck of the Vancouver line near boards to our left. It's caught up in skates to Simone. In the mix, as is Garland, and it's knocked free to the far boards for Vasily Podkolzin, who dumps it in from center behind the Calgary net. Wolf out of the goal. Leaves it for Gilbert. He'll pass up the far side. DeSimone carries it ahead. Trying to pass to center that was intercepted by Wyatt Kaladark and played back across the Calgary blue line. Now Schwint up the left wing. Sends it deep into Canuck territory. Kalanuk behind his own net will set up the breakout as the Flames are getting a partial change. Kalanuk for Wu, right side Garland. He'll deflect it to the Calgary end boards. Malosh back to it, pressured by Pod Colson. It comes free to Horvat, left corner. Try to go back down low to Pod Colson. There was a battle on the end boards. Pod Colson knocks it free to Horvat on the right wing. Passes to the left point for Rathbone. Long shot through traffic, stopped by Wolf, and he covers up the rebound at the side of the net. As well, 7.39 into the second period. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. This is Elias Pedersen of the Vancouver Canucks, and you're listening to Sportsnet 650 Radio. 7.39 elapsed in the second period. Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 tonight in Vancouver. Brendan Batchelor and Randy Janda 
with you. And Randeep, an opportunity here for Will Lockwood. As we mentioned, Ilya Mikheyev has left the Vancouver bench after taking a hit a few minutes ago. So Lockwood, at least for this shift, has been elevated to play with Pedersen and Kuzmenko. Yeah, that's right. And this is an opportunity for the young guy. Obviously, he played in the NHL for 13 games last year. Did not get a goal, but he's playing with skilled players on this. Let's see how he can do. Kuzmenko gets it off the draw, left wing in the Calgary zone. Back to the line for Rathbone, one-timer. Get a body in front, and here come the Flames, three on two to center. Schwint onto the right wing for Lewis. Tried a centering pass, it deflected off a stick to the corner. And they'll battle for it near side. Rathbone gets it free for the Canucks, behind his own net for Luke Shen. Up the far side for Kuzmenko, and then again for Rathbone, behind the Vancouver goal. Mitch McLean with a lone goal in the game. Flames lead 1-0. Kuzmenko to the Calgary line. Try to pass left wing for Pedersen. Tipped to the boards by Adam Klapka on the back check, and he clears to center ice. To Kaiser, his own line for Vancouver. Up the boards for Pedersen. Forced back into the defensive zone by Klapka. Pedersen banks it ahead for DeKaiser. Left wing to center for Cole Shepard off the bench. Lost the puck, but Pedersen follows up and carries it to the Calgary line. Klapka hauls him down on the back check, and that's an easy penalty call for the back official. Klapka for holding, and Vancouver to the power play, 8-34. Elapsed in the second, the Flames lead 1-0. Yeah, that's simply a penalty of a big boy that can't keep up with Elias Pedersen as he enters the neutral zone. There's three, sorry, the uh, offensive zone, and there's three Calgary Flames around him, and Klapka has to pretty much give him a bear hug from behind, and this is the second time that a penalty's been drawn by this line. Remember, Kuzmenko in the first period, posing problems, and here Elias Pedersen draws another penalty, and the Canucks are 0-3 on the power play tonight. But here they go, another opportunity to finally, finally potentially beat Dustin Wolf. The quote-unquote second power play unit will start on the ice because the Pedersen line had just been out there. And Carson Folk getting an opportunity without Mikheyev here as well. He's been moved on to this power play unit. And Giuseppe left circle to the side of the goal for Pod Colson. Again to Phil Giuseppe. Back to Kalanick at the line. Giuseppe left wing, hard shot, ripped it wide of the net, and Carson Folk gets the rebound right wing. Behind the net for Pod Colson, hit into the end boards by Michael Stone. Puck comes to the right point, and Kalanuk holds in for Folk. Right circle, has some time and space, throws it to the goal. Pod Colson tried to go backhand to forehand. Wolf poke checked him, though. Nice play, but the Flames still can't clear. Giuseppe, left circle. Wanted to shoot, didn't have a lane, carries back to the point. Now skates downhill on the boards, throws it to the goal. Tipped in front by Pod Colson, and Wolf made a good stop. Giuseppe again to the line for Kalanuk. Wrist shot through traffic, blocked in front. Valimaki trying to clear his knock to the ice. Puck is underneath him, and it squirts loose to Wolf, who covers it up in the crease. With 1.08 left in the Vancouver power play. 9.26 elapsed in the second period. The Flames lead 1-0. Some great puck movement there by the power play unit as well, and you get a couple of clean looks there. Hit a couple of bodies out in front, but this is what I liked about that power play was that they're able to get it to the guys on the left wall. They're fielded Giuseppe trying to get a shot through, but at least making Dustin Wolf work a little bit. Use that poke check in tight with Pod Colson. They are getting a little bit closer. They had trouble in the first period getting into that area in front of the goalie. A little bit easier in this period. Here's the top unit out now as Pedersen gets a shot for the right circle. It deflected on its way to the net. Wolf made the save, then the rebound sat right in front, and he's able to pounce on it as a couple of Canuck forwards were bearing in, looking to knock it home. It looked like the Bo Horvat was going on uh, in front of there, and you saw Elise Pedersen with a great shot, but Bo Horvat with a strong tip, and Kuzmenko was in in front of the net, fighting Gilbert as well, but a, a nice, you know, I think he took a shot for entirely being deflected there. That wasn't an intent to score by Pedersen. That was just get in the area, and Bo Horvat with a nice tip. Cox win the draw again. Rathbone from the point. Left wing for Garland. 
Banks it back to Rathbone. Fakes the shot left point to Garland. Bottom of the left circle. Rink wide to Pedersen. Right circle. Through to the back door. Kuzmenko just missed a tap-in chance. Then a centering feed from Garland. And Horvat missed a one-timer in the slot as the puck deflects back to center ice. Kuzmenko was wide open at the side of the net. Pedersen knew he was there and he just missed the tip. Now here's Horvat, right circle, Kuzmenko settles and shoots and he fired it over the goal. Wolf might have got a piece of that as it caroms back into Vancouver territory. Couple of strong looks for Kuzmenko in this game, especially on that power play as well. Great opportunity. Pedersen, you got to keep your head up when he's on the ice. He's going to hit you with a pass and Kuzmenko just missed. Still 15 seconds left in the power play as the Flames clear to center again. Pedersen at the red line. Goes far boards. Myers missed the pass, and then it's fired high and tight into the benches by Nicholas Malosh. That'll draw a whistle. 9.31 left in the second. Six seconds remaining in the Vancouver power play. The Flames lead 1-0. One thing is for sure, though, Elias Pettersson looks like he's ready to go, and that spot on the power play, maybe he's been criticized by some for not maybe holding on to the puck too long. He didn't do that on that pass to Kuzmenko. It was a quick you know, very quick pass to Kuzmenko, and, and you could see maybe Kuzmenko wasn't even ready for it. I don't think he was expecting it that quickly. He got unlucky because it missed his stick, and it bounced off his skate too, which could have resulted in it redirecting towards the goal, and it just missed wide past the far post. The thing you like to see from Kuzmenko, even though this is his first official National Hockey League game, is the offensive instincts are clearly there. He's in the right spot at the right time, on the power play, at the side of the net. And nine times out of ten, if you put him in that spot and give him that pass, he's going to score. Canucks win the draw. Myers with a shot from the line. Folk looked like he took a high stick in front, but play continues. As Klapka is out of the box now, Canucks are 0 for 4 on the power play. Folk to the near corner for Arsenault. Dumps it behind the net. Nicholas Malosh with it for the Flames. Plays it up the far side. Held in nicely by DeKaiser, who pinched down the wall. Now Zadorov from behind his own net. Cross to Malosh, right wing to the red line, clears it behind the Canuck goal. Myers first to it in the near corner, pressured by Lucic, who digs it free. Lucic clear to the far corner. Arsenault after it for Vancouver, lifts it out to center, and Valimaki has it at his own line. Yusuf Valimaki ahead for Lucic. Now for Matthew Phillips with speed into the Vancouver zone. In front for Ruzicka, cut to the backhand. And Spencer Martin got across. Not sure if he got a piece of that one or not, but it went off the outside of the net. As another clean look for the Flames. And now we got a delayed call against the Canucks as Ruzicka shoots wide of the net. And behind the play, Arsenault and Lucic are into it. And the linesmen are going to get in and make sure that doesn't devolve into a scrap. But it looks like we'll have a Calgary power play when we return. 8.33 left in the second. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. This is Bo Horvat of the Vancouver Canucks, and you're listening to Sportsnet 650 Radio. You're listening to Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home. Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Randy Bachelor and Randeep Janda with you tonight in Vancouver. 8.33 left in the second period. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 on a first period goal by Mitch McLean. And Calgary's back to the power play with Vincent Arsenault in the box. Fourth man advantage of the night for the Flames. They're 0-3. And they have it on the end boards. Ruzicka to the far circle. Quick shot right on by Jacob Pelche. Stopped by Spencer Martin with the blocker. Valimaki from the line. Near circle, Michael Stone. Hard one-timer right on target. And there's Spencer Martin to his right making the stop again and a big opportunity this year for Spencer Martin Randeep coming in and will likely be the NHL backup for this club. 
And he's going to be on a, have to be on his best here as well. It's a four-minute penalty for the Vancouver Canucks. So Arsenault getting a double minor as uh, the Vancouver Canucks are going to be up against it here. But Spencer Martin is in a spot where he can solidify that backup job. It's his to take, really. He had that 950 save percentage last year, did a great job filling in for Thatcher Demko. This is a new year. you got to prove yourself for the big-time job again this year. And this is something that's uh, going to be a step up for Spencer Martin. Given up one goal on 18 Calgary shots to this point in the game. So doing well thus far tonight. Should mention as well, this was a double minor against Vincent Arsenault. So there's still 320 left in the Calgary power play. And the Flames are back into the Vancouver zone. Ruzicka turned it over to DeKaiser, who made a nice quick pass to Phil DiGiuseppe. And he clears it all the way down the ice. Both teams will get changes. Still no sign of Ilya Mikheyev, by the way. As he left the Vancouver bench earlier this period after taking a hit from Nicholas Milosh. It's Will Lockwood on the forecheck at center nearly had a shorthanded breakaway trying to knock the puck free from Cole Schwint and he would have been in a, all alone on goal had he been able to do so. As the Canucks get it deep into the Calgary zone still with plenty of time on this Flames man advantage more than two and a half minutes left in it. Zadorov, left point in the Vancouver zone, tried to go rink wide to Schwint on the right side, who missed the pass and it deflects back out into neutral ice. Now Schwint, left wing into the Vancouver zone, goes to the right boards for Lucic, tied up by Lockwood, who fights it out to center. Pedersen dumps it all the way down the ice, and the Canuck penalty killers can get a wholesale change as a couple of Canucks took shots at Lucic on their way to the bench. Lucic had knocked down Pedersen, and both Lockwood and Wu stood up to the veteran Flames forward. Yeah, I don't know how many times he wanted to do that, but it's nice to see the young guy step up for the star player as well. Now here's Matthew Phillips getting around Tyler Myers. Left wing into the Vancouver zone. Goes backhand to forehand and elevates it over the crossbar from in tight. Nice little skill play by Phillips, but he just couldn't test Spencer Martin. Now Ruzicka from the right point, walking into the slot. Delay, shoots. Martin with the save. Rebound in front is clear to the point, not out. Zadorov throws it to the net, and it deflected off his stick and into the near corner. Myers battling down low on the end wall. Ruzicka on top of him. Myers gets it free for DeKaiser. He mishandled the puck, and Ruzicka goes right point for Valimaki. So Valimaki into the high slot for Pelche, tied up by Garland, who lifts it out to center and will pressure Valimaki on the forecheck. Still more than a minute left in the Calgary power play. 5.50 left in the second. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0. As DiGiuseppe picks off a pass at his own line, he'll get it deep into the Calgary zone. Michael Stone is forced to go back to it behind his own net. Now Adam Klapka, the hulking forward for the Flames. Left wing to the Vancouver line, dumps it in. Rathbone leaves for Shen, and he'll fire at middle of the ice out to center as Nick DeSimone settles the puck down at his own blue line. Zadorov to center, fires it in behind the net. Dries deflects it free. Rathbone trying to clear, fires it. Hard into the Calgary bench, sends the players and coaching staff scattering to get out of the way. The penalty kill is never easy, Batch, but this four-minute kill, it's been three minutes and 30 seconds for the Canucks thus far, it seemed kind of easy based on the fact that they're just cycling through those forwards. They're all staying fresh, so it's not a four-man unit. You've seen a, a six-man unit, or when McKayev hasn't been playing, Connor Garland's been killing penalties. So just, it's a, a very fresh penalty kill unit, which is what you want. You want multiple options on the penalty kill. 
And that's one of the things we saw Bruce Boudreaux do right away when he came in in December was give his top players that responsibility and give more players that responsibility so that it wasn't on just eight guys to try and fix things, especially with how poor the PK had been to start last year. Zadorov at the line can't hold in. Here's Will Lockwood one-on-one -on -one with the veteran Flames defenseman into the Calgary zone. Lockwood carries behind the net. Zadorov did well to force him to the outside. Comes back to the near point and Jet Wu dumps it behind the net. De Simone tied up by Patterson on the forecheck. Gets it free to Kevin Rooney at center. Rooney left wing for Lucic into the Vancouver zone. Has his pocket picked by Wu who lifts it out to center. Here's Patterson after the loose puck. Partial break down the right wing. He's in too tight. And was forced behind the net by De Simone. Then passes left circle. Intended for Pod Colson. Tipped away by Klapka. Then Pedersen gets it back into the slot for Wu with a wrist shot that was tipped off a Calgary stick. And out of play. 421 remaining in the second period. The Flames lead the Canucks 1-0 on Alpine Credits. Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Hi, this is Quinn Hughes, and you're listening to the home of the Canucks. You're listening to Vancouver Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure to get your tickets to the Canucks Online 50-50 draw. Go to Canucks.com slash Online 50-50 to enter. Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. Must be 19 plus and located in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit, play within it. 421 left in the second period. Flames lead the Canucks 1-0, but Vancouver wins a draw in the Calgary zone. Quick shot by Andre Kuzmenko went wide of the net. And Kuzmenko battles for it behind the goal on the forecheck, chopping it away from Nicholas Malash. As we see the lines being blended here a bit by Bruce Boudreaux. If you're just joining us, Ilya Mikheyev left the game earlier in the period. As Lewis cuts into the Vancouver zone on left wing, tried a shot that went off the outside of the goal. So down to 11 forwards for the moment, and right now it's Horvat, Pod, Colson, and Kuzmenko on the ice together. Brandon Batchelor and Randeep Janda with you tonight from the Jim Robson broadcast gondola. For this Vancouver portion of the split squad game between the Canucks and the Flames. No score between Vancouver and Calgary in the first period of the game at Scotiabank Saddledome. And if we hear of any goals in that game, we'll bring you up to speed. As Arsenal skates into the Calgary zone. Long shot off the right wing. Stopped by Dustin Wolf out of the top of his crease. And he covers up and gets the whistle. Vincent Arsenault has been present in this game in a lot of different ways. He's had a couple of penalties. He's been physical in front of the net. There a chance in transition as well. Wasn't the trickiest of shots to deal with for Dustin Wolf, but you know, as a veteran who's trying to up the intensity in this game, he's doing this job. Now, can you get a little bit more traffic in front of the net? Can you get some of those players, maybe those skilled guys as well, but definitely I think the energy guys are doing their job in terms of Arsenault. Now, can you get some scoring? Can you continue to keep the puck in Calgary's end, which for the last five or ten minutes, it's mostly been in Vancouver's and based on the fact that they had to kill off a four-minute penalty. Canucks win the draw. Myers top of the point. Try to pass into the slot that's slapped back down the ice by Nick DeSimone. And Spencer Martin leaves his crease to drop off to Tyler Myers. Haven't seen a goaltending change for either team yet. Not sure if Bruce Boudreaux was planning to go with Martin for the duration tonight. And same goes for the Flames coaching staff as to whether they were expecting to keep Dustin Wolf in there for the full 60 minutes. Artur Silovs is definitely somebody that I know that the Vancouver, a lot of Canucks fans are looking forward to watch as well. He had 10 games in the AHL, 10 games in the ECHL, but 
feels like this year and all the conversations that are being had around the organization, they, they love this kid. They think he could be one for the future, and I'm sure he'll get some time here in the preseason. He showed well at the Young Stars Classic in Penticton, including a shutout of the Calgary Flames in his two appearances. Flames breaking out of their own zone. 2.45 left in the second period. Calgary leads Vancouver 1-0. And this will be icing against the Flames as the faceoff will come all the way back into Calgary territory. With Mikheyev being out of the game batch, this does provide an opportunity for William Lockwood. So we saw him playing next to Pedersen in the 5-on-5 five -five units, but also penalty killing. He's getting a little bit more of an opportunity there as well. Unique spot for him. Last year, we know he got that stretch of games, didn't score, didn't have any points, but he's a year older, a little bit more experienced, and he's the type of player. He brings a, a, an intensity to the game that you want on the penalty kill, especially this year's penalty kill for the Canucks. Going to be interesting to see how some of the roster battles at the bottom of the lineup play out. As Horvat has it right circle, Calgary zone into the slot for Rathbone with a shot right on target and a good glove save by Dustin Wolf. As the Canucks won a board battle down in the corner and Horvat set up Rathbone, who couldn't beat Wolf with a shot high glove. Strong play along the boards by the Canucks. Bo Horvat has some room and really Jack Rathbone's leaning into that shot. That's prospect versus prospect. And this time around, Dustin Wolf stands strong. Nice glove save. Bobbled it a little bit, but controlled it. But I got to say, Jack Rathbone has looked very strong tonight in terms of what do you want to see from this kid? You want to see assertiveness, you want to see the puck on his stick, and you want to see him skating. He's done all of that. Scrambled face off of the Calgary zone, won by the Flames. Zadorov behind his own net. Protects the puck from Sheldon Dries. But then is forced back to the end boards. Good forecheck from Dries and Kuzmenko. As it's Dries' turn. On the Pedersen-Kuzmenko line, Rathbone with a shot from the point, sails wide to the net. And Zadorov will lift it high in the air and out to center. Rathbone for Luke Shen near boards, tried to play ahead to Sheldon Dries. It was broken up by Emilio Peterson, who dumps it back into the Vancouver end. And Rathbone tried to clear, pass was blocked, and fell right to McLean, the lone goal scorer in the game. His long shot went wide of the net. Now McLean recovers it behind the Vancouver goal to the near point for Dennis Gilbert. Stood up by Pedersen, who poked the puck off his stick out to center, and Adam Klapka is back into his own end for the Flames. Ahead for Simone. Sent ahead for Ben Jones. Hard wrist shot goes wide to the net of Spencer Martin. Rebound chance, and then it's thrown in from below the goal line. A bank play from behind the net. It's Ben Jones who will get the goal for the Flames as it hit Martin in the back of the leg, rolled across the goal line, and it's 2-0 Calgary with 1.19 left in the second. What did it say, Batch? Get the puck on net, and you, you look at, you know, Jones just knocks it off of uh, Spencer Martin here, just off his pad, and it's a bit of a freak play here. Puck goes wide, and then Jones ends up getting the puck, and he just reads it perfectly. Spencer Martin is not set, goes into the net, and this fourth line for the Calgary Flames has their second goal of the game, 2-0 Flames. As Ben Jones signed to a one-year deal, was an offensive threat in the AHL last year, 25 goals in 66 games with Henderson. Of course, the AHL affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights elected not to qualify him, and the Flames pounced, signing him to a deal in late July. And so McLean and Jones are both on the board, and the Flames lead 2-0. Now into the final minute of the second, as the Canucks have just 
release that Ilya Mikheyev will not return to tonight's game. And we don't know the severity of anything, but it's a precaution, I'm sure, as this is a preseason game. You're in a position where he is a new player. He is somebody that is obviously important to this lineup, so why take that chance? But we will keep you updated here on Sportsnet 650 on any developments, any conversation or any confirmations uh, from the coaching staff on Ilya Mikheyev and what may have happened on that play with Milosh. Vancouver penalty coming up off this face-off as Jet Wu played a cross-check into the back of one of the flames in front of the net. And so Calgary will go to the man advantage for the sixth time tonight in the final minute of this second period. And Batch, the Ilya Mikheyev news and the injury obviously puts a damper on things because he is one of the players that people were excited to see. We'll see what comes of this, but this is a, a player that's really important for the Vancouver Canucks this year as well. Not only on the PK, but five on five. A player that they expect to play top six minutes. I'll correct myself, it's Wyatt Kalanuck in the box, not Jet Wu. Uh, Cross-check in front of the goal, and the Flames are on the power play again, looking to build on a 2-0 lead. Michael Stone from the left wing. Passes to the right corner for Matthew Phillips. Puck is knocked loose by Danny DeKaiser for Phil DiGiuseppe, and he'll clear it all the way down the ice. We also don't really know the status of Brock Besser, who was supposed to take part in a training camp scrimmage yesterday in Whistler. Did not take part, and Bruce Boudreau and Patrick Alvin said afterwards it was precautionary as Ruzicka gets a shot off the left wing, stopped by Martin. The Pearson-Miller-Besser line from training camp was not scheduled to play in either of the preseason games tonight, according to Boudreaux, so we may learn more on Besser's status as the week progresses. And the second period comes to an end with the Flames up 2-0 after two. Both goals by the fourth line of the Calgary Flames, but the big news thus far in this game has been the injury to Ilya Mikheyev. He was hit by Nicholas Molosh in the second period fell awkwardly you could see him getting up slowly he will not return tonight but this is an opportunity for others on the team to take a step up we've seen will lockwood get an opportunity we've seen sheldon drys get an opportunity in the top line this is a a potential opportunity for younger players to etch maybe their name into the roster final reminder to get your tickets for tonight's online 50 50 draw go to canucks.com slash online 50 50 to enter Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. Must be 19 plus and located in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit. Play within it. Up next, it's Dan Riccio with our second intermission coverage. It's the Flames 2 and the Canucks nothing after 2 tonight in Vancouver. And you're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Breaking down the game after two periods. This is Canucks Central at the intermission on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Ahead for DeSimone. Sent ahead for Ben Jones. Hard wrist shot goes wide to the net of Spencer Martin. Rebound chance and then it's thrown in from below the goal line. A bank play from behind the net. It's Ben Jones who will get the goal for the Flames as it hit Martin in the back of the leg. Rolled across the goal line and it's 2-0 Calgary with 119 left in the second. Yeah, Calgary with another goal to put themselves up 2-0 here on the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena in uh, the first half of a split squad doubleheader between these two clubs right now. The other one happening in Calgary and is scoreless through one period of play. Ben Jones with the marker for Calgary in this second period and it 
has a very preseason feel to it so far. Uh, there's been some nice plays, but overall, it has been uh, a power play heavy game, and the Canucks power play has been close, but just unable to finish on some of their opportunities. The biggest part of the game to this point, as we are Canucks Central at the intermission, I'm Dan Richo, Flames up 2 nothing on the Ca- uh, Vancouver Canucks. Ilya Mikheyev left the game after taking a hit from Nicholas Malosh of the Calgary Flames. The Canucks Twitter did not mention anything other than this. Vancouver Canucks forward Ilya Mikheyev will not return to tonight's game. There is no further detail to this point. Obviously, anytime a player leaves with injury, there is some level of concern. However, we'll have to wait until Bruce Boudreaux after the game. Canuck Central post game with myself and Satyar Shah will be here for 90 minutes post game to bring you all of the news on what may have happened with one of the Canucks new star forwards, Ilya Mikhaev. He didn't play a ton. Obviously, uh, didn't look great on the first goal as he gave up the puck in the neutral zone that led to it. But it is just preseason game one. And you hope that uh, Mikheyev is just out for precautionary reasons. 650-650 on the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. And a lot of questions about that already. What's up with Mikhaev? Will we see Hoaglander jump in with that line? Now, too early to draw conclusions, but ultimately this is one of the benefits of having some level of depth. If you have an injury, you have an extra forward that could jump up into your top nine and fit in pretty well. In fact, you know, if you look at a lot of the metrics from last season, now Nils Hoaglander himself would admit that he had a tough start to last season, and when he started to feel like he was coming out of it, that's when he ended up getting hurt and was shut down for the season. A lot of the metrics would back that up, especially when he played with Elias Pettersson. So as much as Nils Hoaglander right now is looked at as maybe a fourth liner on this team, potentially the 13th forward, depending on how preseason shakes out, there will be opportunity for him because there is an inevitability of injury in the National Hockey League, and I do believe his spot is next to Elias Pettersson. Right? They played well together last year. There wasn't a ton of finish till Nils Hoaglander's game last season, but he and Pettersson did work very well, and that was backed up by a lot of the metrics, expected goals, and shot share, and all of those types of things that we look into to determine whether or not a a line is working and how a team is performing, whether their process is where it needs to be. Duncan has a question on the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Realistically, how many games will the backup goalie get this season if Demko is healthy? If Spencer shows up like he did last year, he should get a shot. Uh, Well, Spencer Martin's played well again here tonight. 23 of a possible 25 saves to this point. Uh, Obviously gets caught a little bit. 
on the second goal as it comes from below the goal line, but it was a bit of a weird play and a lucky play there for Ben Jones and the Calgary Flames. I, I, I want to sit here and say I have 100% confidence in Spencer Martin being able to lock down the job. He played really well last year. Is a great story. Comes with a bit of a pedigree as well. It's not like um, he's Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar. <laughs> he kind of just showed up out of nowhere and went on a crazy streak. He did come with some level of pedigree coming out of the OHL. It was a third-round pick, which is where we generally see some of the better goalies get taken in the NHL entry draft outside of the rare ones that do go above that. But I do remember Connor McDavid saying Spencer Martin uh, back in junior was one of the top, top goalies when he was with the Mississauga Steelheads. So there's always been talent there, but it hasn't translated at the NHL level. He's 27, has put in a ton of work with Ian Clark, and looked great last year in Abbotsford and, of course, in the handful of games he got here with the Vancouver Canucks. But that was also the most games he's played in an NHL season. Six. So, yes, the Canucks are putting quite a bit of faith that Spencer Martin is ready to handle a full-time backup job. There is a risk that they fall into the trap of just trusting Demko too much or being so confident in Demko that they want to go him, go to him every single night. And yes, that makes a lot of sense because he's an incredible goalie. At the same time, we know how much wear and tear does on goalies this in these days. And uh, you wouldn't want, I don't think, Thatcher Demko playing more than 60 appearances. So you hope that Spencer Martin is able to provide the confidence that he did last season that earned him a contract and the best shot at the backup job for the Vancouver Canucks. Dustin Wolf looking really good for Calgary. That comes in on the Dunbar Lumber text line. He's made all 16 saves to this point. Canucks haven't tested him a ton. There's been a couple of moments where... Um, they had, well, in this period, Andre Kuzmenko was a great play on the power play that the Canucks had. Garland had it on the left half wall, cross-ice pass to Pedersen, who fires it right back the other way to Kuzmenko standing on the doorstep, but he swung and missed. And so the Calgary Flames come away unscathed. Canucks have generated some of those types of chances, but just look a little bit rusty. Timing is a little bit off, as it normally is here in preseason. One final thought, Jack Rathbone has been, for me, one of the better Canucks tonight, if not the most noticeable Canuck tonight. I am watching him closely, though. Has looked good on the power play. Did have a really good chance at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, Bo Horvat found him streaking off of the left point. Dustin Wolf made a good save on that one. But the goal that Calgary scored here in the second period started because of a poor clearance from Jack Rathbone, a puck that got turned over in his own end. 
Canucks weren't able to really gain possession after that, and it eventually left to them being under siege. So still some things that Jack Rathbone has to work on and certainly something his coaches will be talking with him tonight. Canucks down 2-0 at the end of two periods. Do they have a third period comeback in them? Brendan Batchelor and Randy Janda on the call for period number three on Sportsnet 650. Hi, this is Bo Horvat, and you're listening to the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena. Brendan Batchelor and Randeep Jando with you as the Flames lead the Canucks 2-0 after two. And we have a Vancouver goaltending change to start the third as Arthur Silovs comes in. Spencer Barton is done after 40 minutes. At the other end of the ice, it's still Dustin Wolf for the Flames, though. Canucks are still on the PK for just over a minute to start this third period with Wyatt Kalanuck at the box, and Tyler Myers cleared it into the Calgary zone. Vancouver wearing blue is skating from right to left. The Flames in white are going from left to right. And Matthew Phillips brings it into the Vancouver zone on the near boards. Spins it to the corner for Ruzicke. He's pinned to the wall by Myers. Puck sent free by Pelche. Around to the far point for Michael Stone. Then for Valimaki, missed the pass. Phillips holds in right point for Pelche. Back to the line for Valimaki. Left circle, one-timer by Stone. Stopped by Seelofs. It was loose behind him in the crease. De Kaiser batted it away as Garland clears it down the ice. But one of the officials blows play dead as the net was knocked off. It's Morris. A pretty unorthodox save by Arthur Seelofs there. You look at him, kind of hit him in a weird spot on the shoulder, but Danny DeKaiser comes to the rescue right before Ruzicka could get the rebound. So a defensive defenseman, DeKaiser, sees what's happening there and backhands the puck out of the crease. Strong and really aware, strong awareness by Danny DeKaiser to save another goal for the Vancouver Canucks. Archer Silovs played two games for the Canucks at the Young Stars Classic as Valimaki tees up a hot shot from the top of the right circle, fired over the goal, and Michael Stone holds in left point for Kevin Rooney. Shot on target, Silovs made the save. Rooney gets it behind the goal, tries to center. Sheldon drives, breaks it up, and dumps it all the way down on Dustin Wolf at the other end of the ice with just a dozen seconds remaining in the Calgary power play. Flames lead 2-0 tonight in Vancouver. Meanwhile, there's no score in the game between these two clubs being played at Scotiabank Saddledome. A split squad affair tonight. As Luke Shen fires a long shot in on Dustin Wolf, he'll drop it to the ice. Canucks are back to even strength now. So in spite of the fact they lead 2-0, the Flames are 0 for 6 on the power play tonight. Brett Ritchie lifts it off the glass deep into the Vancouver zone. Jet Wu behind his own net hits Kevin Rooney into the boards. Elias Patterson on the back check, trying to help out. Gets it free to Vasily Podkolzin. He'll dump it around to the near corner. Wyatt Kalanuck spins away from Milan Lucic and takes it behind his own net to set up the breakout. If you're just joining us, Flames goals scored by Mitch McLean in the first and Ben Jones in the second. Now here's Kuzmenko right wing into the Calgary end with a hot wrist shot stopped by Wolf off the blocker. And it's back out to center. Andre Kuzmenko has looked good for Vancouver tonight, though, as he centers for Pod Colson. Back to Kuzmenko, bottom of the right circle. Spins away from Michael Stone, lost his footing. Pod Colson gets it back, tried to play to Kuzmenko in the corner. But Schwint intercepted and cleared the other way for Calgary. As I was saying, Mitch McLean and Ben Jones have the goals for the Flames. Meanwhile, Ilya Mikheyev has left the game and will not return after taking a heavy hit from Nicholas Malash in the second period. And the Canucks go offside at the Calgary Blue Line, Randy. And once again, Andre Kuzmenko with another strong shot on goal. Like, he's got a heavy shot, you can tell, from a distance as well. 
And Calgary does have a penalty coming their way now as well. Too many men on the ice. I expect to see a lot of these in the preseason as there's a number of players that haven't played together. So the Canucks getting a chance to go back on the power play. 0 for 4 tonight themselves. They need a goal right now. And we'll see who how the power play shake out. It seems like it's going to be very consistent to what we've seen. We've got Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Horvat, Garland, and Rathbone on power play one. Meanwhile, Flames forward Emilio Peterson limped down the tunnel behind the Calgary bench and has not returned. Some casualties on both sides as the Canucks go to work on the man advantage, and Rathbone has it left point in the Calgary zone. Right side for Elias Pedersen, back to Rathbone at the point. Fakes the shot, passes left circle to Garland. Rink wide to Pedersen, right side, had to settle it on his backhand. And is knocked into the corner boards by Valimaki, but Kuzmenko gets it behind the net for Garland. Centering pass into the slot, Horvat missed it. Comes to Pedersen, and he'll carry back to the left point. Elias Pedersen down the near wall. Heavy pass to the right circle was in midair. Rathbone couldn't knock it down, and it rolls back into the Vancouver zone. Seelov's out of the net, leaves for Garland. He'll drop to Rathbone as the Canucks look to break out. Still with more than a minute left in the power play, trailing the Flames 2-0 on home ice. Horvat pass on the back end through the neutral zone, knocked down by Ben Jones, who knocks down Connor Garland and gets the puck. Jones for Milosh, high slot in the Vancouver zone with a wrist shot blockered away by Seelov's, and now Garland carries back to center. Pass middle of the ice for Horvat, who missed the puck, but recovers it at the Calgary line on left wing, then has his pocket picked by Schwint, but Pedersen holds in. Down the left wing, heavy shot, missed well wide of the target. On a bit of a strange angle. And now it's back to center with the puck. Ben Jones dumps it in behind the Vancouver net, and the Flames penalty kill gets a change, as does the Vancouver power play in it. Kalina for Di Giuseppe, left wing to center. Slashes through the middle of the ice into the Calgary zone. Gave it away on the boards, though, and Dennis Gilbert clears it back down the ice. Kalanuk back to it in his own zone. Quickly ahead for Sheldon. Drives to center. Drives with speed. Left wing for Di Giuseppe. Centers for Drives. Couldn't tip it on target. And Carson Folk gets it right wing. Back to Kalanuk. Left point. Long shot. Fluttered to the net. Blocked in front by Gilbert. And Di Giuseppe's onto it at the left wing hash marks. For Pod Coles in below the goal line. Try to pass out the right wing side. It's tipped to Folk, top of the circle. Canuck power play is over. They're over five on the man advantage now as Kalanuck shoots from the line. Hit a body in front. Drives trying to scoop the rebound to the net. Couldn't get it there. And instead, it's gathered in the corner by Pod Colson. Kalanuck at the point. Right side, Jet Wu. Long wrist shot goes right into the glove of Dustin Wolf, and he'll hold 4.35 into the third period. The Flames lead the Canucks 2 0. Batch, the Flames did a good job of keeping the Canucks to the outside there as well. Didn't really get quality chances. If anything, you could say the Canucks were probably early on, right before that penalty, Calgary had the best chance. But that is giving an opportunity to some of these other players, whether it's Di Giuseppe, whether it's Sheldon Drives, who had 35 goals in Abbotsford last year, an opportunity to get on the power play. But it was all very perimeter. Uh, you got to get into those the middle of the ice. The tough areas to get into, we talk about that during the playoffs or near the end of the season, but if you're trying to win a job on this roster, you're going to have to make an impact in the middle of the ice. Flames win the draw in their own zone. Michael Stone for behind the net with a quick pass to center. Jones tips it to Klapka. Back to Jones, tried to center. Lost the puck to Jet Wu. And then behind the play, the Vancouver net is knocked off its moorings as Will Lockwood and Mitch McLean were into it in front of the net. And the Calgary fourth line has been, you know, they've got the two goals, but even just being involved in the offensive zone, we've seen that a fair bit from Calgary's fourth line. And this is what you have to get used to if you're the Vancouver Canucks. How do you 
And we do have another penalty now for the Calgary Flames. And McLean, the name that you mentioned, Batch, is headed to the penalty box. So they're getting involved. They're getting in the grill of the goaltenders. And once again, same thing happens. Basically, McLean takes the Vancouver Canucks fo uh, forward. And you're looking at, I think it was Lockwood that he pushed into the net and took it off its moorings. But there you go, the Vancouver Canucks. Another opportunity now on the power play. They've gone over 5. This is an, their sixth opportunity of the night. Meanwhile, we have a score update from the game in Calgary. Jonathan Huberdeau has scored his first in flame colors, and Calgary leads 1-0 in that game. They're up 2-0 in this game, but the Canucks are on their sixth power play of the night looking to get on the board. Pedersen, left point to the right side. Rathbone, one-timer, ripped it wide past the net of Dustin Wolf. Now Pedersen, right corner, centers for Horvat to the line for Rathbone. Left circle, Garland. Fan on a pass back to Rathbone, gave it away, and Kevin Rooney dumps it to the Vancouver line. Rathbone behind his own net for the Canucks. Drops it to Garland. He'll wind left wing to the Calgary line, near boards for Horvat. Down the boards for Garland, back to the line for Rathbone, left point. He's up a drive, blocked in front by Michael Stone, and directed back out to center. Nearing the six-minute mark, third period. Flames lead the Canucks 2-0 tonight in Vancouver. Just over a minute left in the Vancouver power play as Pedersen mishandles a pass from Horvat at the Calgary line. Might have been a two-on-one for the Canucks if he'd been able to settle it. But instead, the Flames clear it back down. Rathbone from inside his own line. Lost the puck, turned it over. Here's Brett Ritchie in alone on net. Shoots right on, and Selov's made a good save. The Canucks are having trouble handling the puck at the moment. Was a good shorthanded chance for Brett Ritchie. Now here's Drys down the left wing, trying to center. Puck comes into the slot. And a drive right on target from the defenseman, Wyatt Kalanuck, trailing the play. But Dustin Wolf out confidently made the save and held on. And you mentioned confidently he's just outside the blue ice as well. So he's challenging on that play. A bit of a miscommunication for the Canucks right before that as Ritchie had an opportunity. Carson Folk and Jack Rathbone. Seemed like they just had a, their wires crossed there and a little bit tired potentially. You could see the back check wasn't the strongest, but the Canucks did have an opportunity there. Dustin Wolf, 20 shots on goal for the Vancouver Canucks. He hasn't allowed one goal yet. Canucks still on the power play for another 30 seconds. As it goes in behind the Calgary net, Wolf out of his goal to handle, got it to Zadorov, and he'll fire at the full 200 feet. Behind the Canuck goal, Seelov's out of the net. Passes near corner for Wyatt Kalanuck. And now with just a dozen seconds left in the power play, the Canucks will turn up ice. Kalanuck for Di Giuseppe, left wing at center. Pod Colson wide on the left boards, tried a shot, was blocked by Milaj. Pod Colson gets it back to the point for Kalanuck. Left circle, Di Giuseppe. Rink wide to the right side, Carson Folk throws it to the goal. Puck is loose in front after the save by Wolf, but Trevor Lewis Clears it from the net front, skates to center, and dumps it in as the teams are back to even strength. The Canucks are now 0 for 6 on the power play tonight. De Giuseppe, right wing to center for Lockwood. With a burst of speed to the Calgary line, he's stood up by Dennis Gilbert, who hammered him into the boards. And De Simone is back to the puck for the Flames, ahead for Klapka, who dumps it all the way down. Icing's waved off, though, as McLean gets to it first on the forecheck. Mitch McLean clears behind the Canuck net. Myers sends around to the far corner. Battling with Klapka. And it's played loose for Will Lockwood. Middle of the ice. Rolling puck. He can't settle that. And now Vincent Arsenault follows up and pokes it out to center ice. He and Klapka are going to drop the gloves behind the play. 
Vincent Arsenault and Adam Klapka, a couple of big boys, are going to come together in the neutral zone. As they try to engage, Klapka swings with his right, only catches air. Arsenal coming around with the left-handed one right on the button on Klapka. It felled him for a moment. He's back on his feet. Arsenal again with the left. Klapka is reeling, trying to get his right hand free. Now Arsenal comes around with the right, lands another one right on the nose of Adam Klapka, who's in for more than he bargained for here, I think, with the veteran Vincent Arsenal, who's got the left hand free again. And now the linesmen are going to get in and separate them. A decisive win in that scrap. For the veteran, 30-year-old Vincent Arsenault against the young buck, 22-year-old Adam Klapka. And there you go. That's a bit of a lesson for the young Klapka as well. Vincent Arsenault was looking for that scrap all night. He was engaging. And that was uh, one I think Klapka will remember for a very, very long time. 7.41 elapsed in the third. Flames lead the Canucks 2-0 on Alpine Credits. Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Hi, this is JT Miller, and you're listening to the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Thanks for joining us along the Sportsnet Radio Network for tonight's game. We appreciate you spending your evening with us. Let us know where you're listening from. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Batch Hockey. He is at Randeep Janda on Twitter and Instagram. Our flagship station is at Sportsnet 650 on both Twitter and Instagram as well. So five minutes for fighting each way for Vincent Arsenault and Adam Klapka. Uh, the score remains 2-0 for the Flames as we near the eight-minute mark of the third period, and the Canucks are breaking out of their own zone. Connor Garland, right wing to center for Tyler Myers. Into the Calgary zone, drops to Pod Colson, and a nice move around Rooney. Pod Colson to the net, he scores! Vasily Podkolzin with a beautiful goal to get the Canucks on the board. They cut into the Calgary lead and make it 2-1. And that's what you want to see from a power forward. Makes a move and then goes straight to the net. Vasily Podkolzin has had a strong game all night long. And the zone entry comes from Tyler Myers, but Podkolzin puts a move on Kevin Rooney, a legit NHLer, and then beats Dustin Wolf, something that's been very difficult all night long for the Vancouver Canucks, but that's the buzz. That's why there's hype around Vasily Podkolzin, because he can play like that. He can make a move like that. So it's 2-1 to one for the Flames. Meanwhile, in Calgary, the Flames have extended their lead to 2-0 over the Canucks in the other half of the split squad game. Cody Eakin scoring for Calgary in that one after Jonathan Huberdeau had opened the scoring. So goals in Calgary, goals in Vancouver. And at the moment, the Canucks trailing the Flames in both games. Faceoff will come in the Calgary zone near circle to our left. We'll see if Vancouver can build some momentum off the beautiful goal by Vasily Podkolzin. Talk about it more in a moment, Randy, but a really good sign for a guy that finished strong offensively last year to score a beautiful goal like that early on in the preseason. Jack Rathbone behind his own net for the Canucks. Pass up the far side, Sheldon Dries couldn't handle it. Bounces into the slot for Pelche, he missed it too. And here's Andre Kuzmenko carrying back to center. Kuzmenko winds into the Calgary zone. Right wing for Elias Pettersson, goes back to Kuzmenko down the right wing boards. Andre Kuzmenko dumps it to the corner. Ruzicka after it there, pinned to the wall by Dries. Kuzmenko gets it loose to the point for Jet Wu. Over to the left side for Wyatt Kalanuk. Kalanuk sends it to the goal. Pettersson at the back door, trying to bat it home. And Wolf across to his left, held it out. Dries in there looking for a rebound too. 
And Elias Pedersen with a good look moments after the goal by Pod Colson. And you can see Elias Pedersen kind of looking up to the heavens there. He knew he should have buried that, but an excellent chance for him. His stick is not tied up there in front of the net, but just in a little too tight. But you're talking about Vasily Pod Colson earlier, Batch. He looks confident. He looks ready to go. And one of the, the biggest maybe knocks on him last year was, and Bruce Boudreau mentioned was, when he went, you know, kind of MIA, the confidence went with him. And the, being a young player, being, you know, productive is one thing. The point streaks will happen. But last year, the valleys, you know, the peaks and valleys of confidence were evident. This year, starting off, he looks ready to go. And especially when, at least through training camp, you're given an opportunity to play with a couple of guys like Horvat and Garland. Why wouldn't you be confident if your coach trusts you to play on a line like that? Although the lines have been in the blender tonight because of the injury to Ilya Mikheyev, who left the game in the second period. We'll get more information on that, I would imagine, when Bruce Boudreaux speaks to the media after the end of the game here tonight in Vancouver. Canucks four checking in the Calgary zone. Will Lockwood right corner trying to get the puck. Michael Stone played it ahead to Brett Ritchie. And now for Kevin Rooney, who carries right wing to the Vancouver line and dumps it in. Rooney hit by DeKaiser away from the puck. That's going to be interference against the Vancouver defenseman. Canucks haven't touched the puck yet as Wolf scampers to the bench for the extra attacker. And Ruzicka's got it left wing. Now Rooney in the slot for Valamaki with a wrist shot. Missed wide to the net. Seelovs had Lucic in front of him. He did not know where the puck was. But it went wide of the net. And now Pod Colson touches on the far side. And DeKaiser will go to the box here for interference. The Flames will go to the power play when we return. 9.52 left in the third. Calgary leads Vancouver 2-1 on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. This is Tyler Myers of the Vancouver Canucks, and you're listening to Sportsnet 650 Radio. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home. Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. 9.52 left in the third period. The Flames lead the Canucks 2-1, and Calgary's off to the power play with Danny DeKaiser in the box for interference. Seventh power play of the night for the Flames. They're 0 for 6. And they win the draw in the Vancouver zone. One-time drive by Michael Stone from the left circle. Set up by Jacob Peltier, but he ripped it wide of the net of Archer's Seelocks. Connor Garland gets the puck loose, clear to the line, batted out of midair by Michael Stone. Matthew Phillips holds in, but following up is Jet Wu, and he'll slap it down the ice. Brandon Batchelor and Randeep Janda with you tonight from inside the Jim Robson broadcast gondola. Glad to be back with you here on Sportsnet 650 and, of course, along the Sportsnet radio network. Valamaki across the Vancouver line, crunched into the boards by Luke Shen as he got the puck deep. On the near side, Pedersen trying to clear. Phillips holds into the line. Passes into the slot for Pelche. Left circle, Valamaki. Low shot. Stop by Seelovs. Rebound for Pelche. What a save by Seelovs with the left pad. Jacob Pelche can't believe it. He thought he was about to make it 3-1. to one, And Archer Seelovs got across to his left and held it out. And that's why there's hype around this kid, because he can make a stop like that. It looks like he's out of the picture. It looks like that's a goal for Pelche, who's got some scoring pedigree himself, a point-per-game player in the AHL last year. And what a stop by Seelovs, just getting to the other side of the crease, making a great save with the left pad. Pelche struggled to elevate the puck. But even if he had, Silovs had his glove there ready. Yep. As the Flames win the draw again, still more than a minute left on the power play. Lucic centers for Rooney with a backhand chance down low. The bounced off a skate and wide of the net. Zadorov at the point. 
Shot through traffic, bounced off a stick. Rooney winds and fires, but missed the net. Rathbone's lost a glove, but is still out there defending on the PK. As the Flames pass the puck around the zone, Zadorov at the point to Lucic. Right circle, shoots right on, hit his teammate in front. Brett Ritchie, who's down in pain. As that Lucic shot caught him right in the midsection, and he's going to go straight off to the Calgary bench with the Flames still controlling in the zone. Lucic to Zadorov at the line, trying to pass down the boards, tipped out of the zone by Dries. And a couple of the Canuck penalty killers were able to get off the ice. Here's Lewis back in on the right wing for the Flames. Comes it behind the Vancouver net. Rathbone pokes it far boards. Garland fanned on a clearing attempt. Ten seconds left in the penalty to Danny DeKaiser. And now Tyler Myers does get it all the way down the ice. So the Flames are 0 for 7 on the power play tonight. And the Canucks are back to even strength with 7.50 left in the third period, trailing the Flames 2-1. to one. Trevor Lewis. Four checking in the right corner of the Vancouver zone. Cole Schwint after it as well. Schwint digs it free to the right point. Michael Stone, heavy shot, turned aside by Silas. Pot pulls it far side, banks it ahead. Here's Garland across the Calgary line. Delays on the half wall. Was waiting for players to catch up to him. Now he gets it to Pod Coles in right wing, who lost it in a battle with Ben Jones, and the Flames clear it to center. Kalanuk. Passes to his own bench. Pedersen had to wait to touch it to avoid it. Too many men on the ice call. Now here's Pedersen into the Calgary zone. Left wing for Pod Colson tried to center. His pass bounced off a skate, and Ben Jones carries back to the red line before dumping it into the Canuck end. Matthew Phillips in quickly on the forecheck. Lost the puck. Pod Colson goes ahead to Pedersen, and here he is to center. Pedersen with speed dumps it in on the right wing. He was knocked to the ice after the puck had left by Jacob Pelche, who's going to go for interference. And the Canucks head to the man advantage with a chance to tie the game, trailing 2-1 with 6.55 left in the third. Somebody's got to score on the power play tonight. We're getting all these opportunities <laughs> for both teams, but an excellent opportunity for the Canucks. First-round pick, Jacob Pelte takes a little hit there on Elias Pettersson, but there you go, the Vancouver Canucks get an opportunity to equalize this game. Meanwhile, in Calgary, Blake Coleman has added to the Flames' lead. They're up 3-0 on the Canucks in the other half of this split squad game as we'll have a offensive zone draw for the Canucks. Their seventh power play of the night now. And one thing I'm watching on this power play is Connor Garland on that half wall as well. Obviously, we've been spoiled by JT Miller in this city where he's the dual threat. Can Garland get that shot off? Because he's getting some room there. But is that a threat for this power play? I, we haven't seen it yet. We know he's a playmaker. But let's see what he can do on that half wall potentially. Flames get it off the faceoff and clear it down the ice as Silovs will leave his crease. Jack Rathbone starts from behind his own net. Just over six and a half minutes left in the third. Flames lead two to one. Here's Horvat into the Calgary zone. Cuts to the right wing. Trying to pass back that was broken up by Schwint. And Horvat is forced back to center. Horvat for Kuzmenko. Into the Calgary zone. Right wing to Pedersen. Back to Kuzmenko. Far corner. Rims it around to Garland. Left wing half wall. Garland trying to pass down low to Kuzmenko. But it's broken up and cleared by Nicholas Milosh. Seelov's out of his goal, plays ahead quickly for Rathbone. Jack Rathbone, the center for Sheldon, drives. He skates back to his own line as the Canucks power play unit completes a change, and he'll leave for Wyatt Kalanuck in his own zone. Kalanuck for Drives. Right wing for Carson Folk, dumps it into the Calgary zone. Drives on the forecheck, laid a hit on the end boards, and Pod Colson's got it left corner. The silly Pod Colson digging away for the puck. Drives rims it around to the far side. Folk had snuck in too deep from the right point. Missed the puck, and it rolls back out to center. 
Now Kalanuk ahead for Pod Colson. Left wing D Giuseppe into Calgary territory. Goes to the right corner for Carson Folk. He's pinned to the boards down low by Dennis Gilbert. Well, it's fought free by Malosh to the line but not out. Kalanuk keeps it in right point. For Carson Folk on the board. Sweeps it across to the left side for Phil G. Giuseppe. Steps into a shot top of the circle. Wolf made the save. There was a big rebound that's cleared all the way down the ice by Kevin Rooney. Fans trying to get behind the Canucks with just under 15 seconds left of the power play. The Flames lead 2-1. to one. Five minutes left in the third. Wyatt Kalanuk dumps it in. Goes after it on the forecheck. Helche standing in the box as the Flames clear it back down the ice again. And both of these teams, Randy, are 0 for 7 on the power play tonight. That is, uh, that's some work to be done. I, I'm sure the Calgary and the Vancouver coaches are going to be trying to figure out what's been going wrong in this one. The Kaiser slapped it in on Dustin Wolf as the Flames try to break out. Balamaki with a pass up the left wing. Found eventually by Ben Jones and he'll dump it in behind the Canuck net. And when it comes to special teams, it's early in the year. They haven't had a lot of time to work on them, so you wouldn't necessarily expect them to look in mid-season form, but we've had 14 power plays in this game and no goals on the man advantage. Yeah, and from the Canucks' perspective as well, your power play quarterbacks, two of them, really, if you think about it, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, not involved in this game, so that obviously takes a huge impact as well. Bo Horvat with speed to the Calgary line, made a move around Ruzichka on the right wing. Horvat on the half wall, trying to fight through traffic, was battled off the puck by both Zadorov and Ruzichka. And Luke Shen has it back in his own zone. Shen goes D to D to the near side for Jack Rathbone. He'll float it to center, trying to find Horvat. Pass was broken up by Phillips. Got it to Ruzichka, who's forced to dump it in because Pelche was caught deep in the Vancouver zone. Make sure to stay tuned after the game for the Canucks Central postgame show. Satyar Shah and Dan Riccio will take your calls and texts. We'll also hear post-game comments from Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux, I should say, and the players right here on your home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Flames breaking out of their own zone. DeSimone with a stretch pass. Matthew Phillips missed it. It rolls in on Archer Silovs, and he's going to cover up and get the whistle with 3.18 remaining in this third period, and the Flames up 2-1. to one. Batch, we've talked a lot about the power plays and how they haven't been functioning today, but from a Canucks perspective, remember, the preseason is about experimenting with different looks. During the year, you might have an injury or two. You want to see how a player can occupy that spot. And I look at a Connor Garland on that half wall. That's an experiment. It's not going to be a power play one thing, but you want to see how he works there. You want to see how Kuzmenko works down low as well. We're getting a taste of that. It may not work right away, though. Myers at his own line with the puck. Pushed off it by Milan Lucic, who's got it left wing. Poke check by Pedersen. Valimaki uh, followed up with a tricky wrist shot through traffic, and Silovs made a good save. Now Kuzmenko at his own line. Spins away from Trevor Lewis. Kuzmenko across the Calgary line. Poke check off the puck by Michael Stone, and Pedersen's got it back at center for Myers in on the right wing. Protects the puck from Valimaki on the boards, but it's knocked free. And now Milan Lucic gets it ahead for Michael Stone. Stone, right wing, into the Vancouver zone, hit by Kalanuk as he fired wide of the net. Then Lucic throws it back to the goal from off the left wing, and Silovs directs it over the glass and out of play. 2.31 left in the third period. The Flames lead the Canucks 2-1. Back with more in a moment on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. This is JT Miller of the Vancouver Canucks, and you're listening to Sportsnet 650 Radio. 2.31 left in the third period tonight in Vancouver. The Flames lead the Canucks 2-1. Brendan Batchelor and Randeep Janda with you. 
Satyar Shah and Dan Riccio brought you the pregame show. They'll be back in moments for the Canucks Central postgame show. Justin Morissette providing great production work from our Sportsnet 650 studios. Cam Barra is the executive producer of Canucks Hockey. He's also our fearless leader, and he's also graced us with his presence here in the Jim Robson broadcast gondola. It does take a cast of thousands to bring you the action along the Sportsnet radio network. As Matthew Phillips is onto the puck, right wing into the Vancouver zone. Shot was tipped wide of the net by Jet Wu. And he'll carry it up the near side. Wu to center for Sheldon, drives, dumps it wide of the net of Dustin Wolf in the Calgary zone, and Dee Giuseppe's first to it on the forecheck, threw it out front for the end boards, and Dries just couldn't catch up to tip it on net. Two minutes left in the third, we'll keep an eye on Seelovs to see when he's summoned to the bench. Boudreaux's already beckoning for him to come, but the Canucks haven't got the puck out of their own zone. As Rathbone feeds ahead for Horvat, he'll drop for Pedersen trailing the play. Pedersen right wing for Horvat into the Calgary zone, and there goes Seelovs. It's six on five for the Canucks, trailing the Flames two to one with 1.40 left in the third, and they're set up in the Calgary zone. Rathbone top of the point to Kuzmenko, right circle, into the far corner for Pedersen, center, he pass to the back door, Garland scores! Dustin Wolf stopped Connor Garland on the first attempt, but he got his own rebound, and the Canucks tie the game with 1.31 left in the third. What a great feed back door. Great save by Dustin Wolf, but Batch, Connor Garland, the great thing about his game is he never circles away. He's always willing to take a bit of a beating in front of the net, and there sticks around to get the rebound. Great pass by Elias Pedersen, first stop by Dustin Wolf, and then Garland sticks around, gets the second try. Just that's what you want. You don't want your players going around the side of the net. You want them to stay there. You want them to fight for the rebound. Connor Garland at the right spot at the right time. Garland's first of the preseason on the nifty feed from Pedersen out of the right corner. And you're right. You got to credit Dustin Wolf. That first stop was unreal. But Connor Garland would not be denied, and this game is tied in the late stages. And there's the familiar chant yet again. We heard it in Penticton, we even heard it in Whistler, and now it's back inside Rogers Arena. Bruce, there it is indeed, as the Canucks have come back to tie this game at two after trailing 2-0 going into the third period. Malosh in the Vancouver zone, dumps it behind the net, Danny DeKaiser back to it. Goes near side for Tyler Myers. Myers pressured off the puck by Matthew Phillips. Behind the goal, out the far side, trying to wrap around chance, and Seelovs was there across to his right to make the save and cover up. 41 seconds of regulation left, and Connor Garland getting on the score sheet as well. Something that you want to see from this. Remember, this is a, a loaded top nine now. If you look across the Pacific Division, if Horvat Pod Colson and Garland is a line. You're going to need some scoring from that line as well. That poses such a big matchup problem. So Connor Garland being engaged early on this year is going to be very important for the depth of this team. Horvat at his own line with the puck as the Canucks won the draw in their own zone with 30 seconds left in the third period. He leaves for Rathbone. Across to Luke Shen. Carries to center. Cleared it into the Calgary end, and Malosh with it. Fires it ahead for Ruzichka, who tips it in on Archer Seelovs. 
Rathbone maybe with one last chance to bring it up the ice with just 10 seconds left in the third. Kuzmenko missed it to the Calgary line and now here's Jones the other way drops to McLean right wing. Center for Schwint who is knocked down by Wu on the back check and that is going to do it for the third period as the Canucks get goals from Pod Colson and Garland to turn a 2-0 deficit into a 2-all tie. And overtime is coming up next. We get some open ice here as well, which is, you know, overtime in preseason. I'm sure the players are saying, okay, we're kind of winded, but for at least, for at least the fans here, you get some open ice, you get some entertainment, and there's no Quinn Hughes in this game, but there is a guy named Jack Rathbone. When he's playing on the back end as well, if he gets a lot of time here in overtime, you maybe see him use that ice. You could see potentially Kuzmenko as well use that ice. He's a guy that has a lot of skill. So a couple of exciting players from the Vancouver Canucks perspective. We know Elias Pettersson. He can dominate in overtime as well. But there's a couple of new additions that might be able to add that entertainment batch. It'll be interesting to see who Boudreaux elects to use in overtime in this game tonight. You would imagine that the players you were just mentioning, Pettersson, Kuzmenko, Rathbone will be included. Horvat and Garland probably next on that list. Haypod Colson's got a goal tonight. Right. We could give him a chance in overtime as a guy that hasn't traditionally played there a ton for this hockey club. And you're right. You were saying earlier the preseason's about experimentation. Well, sure. what better time to experiment with some of these things than right now when the game really doesn't matter? And Bruce Boudreaux has been very open with that in the past where he'll try stuff, especially if a player suggests it. He's open to suggestions, but you better get it right if you're doing it, uh, and that's the Bruce Boudreaux kind of way. But this is a, you know, as we look right now, Bo Horvat looks like he'll be out there. Looks like it'll be Connor Garland alongside Bo Horvat. And you also do have Jack Rathbone. So there we go. A couple of names you mentioned. One of the names I mentioned, Rathbone, Horvat, and Garland starting off for Vancouver. As they've got to tell the goaltenders to switch ends. They both went back to the same nets that they've been in before. And so Wolf and Seelovs will each skate the length of the ice. Before we get underway in overtime, the Canucks in blue will be going from left to right. The Flames in white will be skating from right to left. As you mentioned, it's Horvat, Garland, and Rathbone against Ruzichka, Phillips, and Zadorov for the Flames. Horvat and Ruzichka will take the draw at center ice. And Horvat wins it cleanly. Back to Connor Garland, who leaves in his own zone for Jack Rathbone. Underway in overtime. The Canucks and Flames tied at two tonight in Vancouver. Jack Rathbone leaves for Horvat. He'll wind his way to center ice. The Vancouver captain didn't see a lane that he liked to enter the zone, so turns back to center and drops to Rathbone. Rathbone makes a move away from Ruzichka. Lost the puck for a moment, but gathers it again and goes near side for Garland. Garland up the left wing, trying to get around Zadorov, who's got that long reach. Garland shaking him off, goes right to the front of the goal, trying to backhand centering pass, but Matthew Phillips broke it up, and here's a two-on-one for the Flames the other way. Zadorov, right wing, has Ruzichka with him, centered in front, but the pass was in midair, and now here go the Canucks the other way. Horvat up the right wing. Rathbone can't catch up, he's got to go on a change. So Horvat stops up and is hammered by Zadorov on the back check. Lost the puck, and the Flames turn off ice again. Kevin Rooney down the left wing in front for Ruzichka on the backhand. Myers got his stick in to tip it away, and it's played all the way back into the Calgary zone as both teams complete changes. Valimaki pass out of the reach of Rooney on the left wing. He'll skate onto it left corner in the Vancouver zone and is crunched into the boards by Myers behind the net. Now Jacob Pelche inside his own zone. 
Backhand pass to center for Trevor Lewis. He's hit hard into the boards by Jet Wu at the Canuck line. Puck is caught up in skates along the boards. Wu and Kuzmenko trying to knock it free. Valimaki in there too. Kuzmenko does well to win the puck battle and knock it out to center. And Wu is all over Lewis. Back to the Calgary line. Trevor Lewis watched by Jet Wu. Forced behind his own net in deep in front of the goal. And now Lewis with some time. Will keep the puck so the Flames can complete, complete a change for themselves rather here in overtime. Still more than three minutes left in it. Here's Klapka right wing around Pod Colson. Clean chance in on goal. Adam Klapka is stopped by Archer Silovs. Fully down in the splits. Made the save with the left pad. And now here's Elias Pedersen away to center. Pedersen right wing into the Calgary zone. Stops up. Goes rink wide to Rathbone. Makes a move around Klapka. Rathbone trying to drive the net. Forced wide by Klapka who fell to the ice. Rathbone's got it again. Behind the Calgary goal. To the right circle for Pod Colson. Again to Rathbone, protecting the puck from Schwint. Rathbone driving the net down the left wing. Schwint forces him to the corner. Rathbone keeps the puck, plays it to the end boards, where Dries loses a battle to Simone, and the Flames have the puck back. Just over 2.20 left in overtime. Simone left wing with a spinorama move off the near boards. Got around Pod Coles, and his shot was stopped by Silovs. Now we got a Vancouver penalty coming. So Dustin Wolf goes to the bench. The fans don't like it. As we wait for what should be the 15th power play of this game. Once the Canucks can touch the puck. Four on three for the Flames right now. And they're set up in the zone. Zadorov to the right circle for Matthew Phillips. Back to Zadorov. Top of the point. Taking his time with the puck. Right side Pelche. Again to Zadorov. Back to Pelche. One timer. Missed the net. And Zadorov gets it again at the left point. Nikita Zadorov, shot, blocked to the side of the net. Silovs holds it out with Phillips trying to jam it home on the doorstep. The whistle sounds. The penalty is signaled. It's tripping. I'm not sure which Vancouver player has been deemed to be the guilty party. It looks like it's Pod Colson going off, and so the Flames get their eighth power play of this game with 138 left in overtime. And the fans are not happy with that penalty. It looked like their feet got tangled up here as well. It was not Pod Colson, you know, doing the can opener or getting the stick caught between the legs. It was just kind of stumbled over Pod Colson's feet. Nonetheless, that's a penalty. And the way that these power plays have gone, you never know what's gonna happen, Batch, but nearly three minutes, over three minutes of nonstop action and now they've got a, a timeout as well here, I think, by the Calgary Flames. They've called a, a timeout to organize this. But, you know, we saw some London Knight on London Knight crime there as well. Nikita Zadorov, <laughs> you got to be careful when he's on the ice. He drilled Bo Horvat, but generally pretty chippy overtime as well. Tyler Myers throwing the body. Jet Wu, you can tell he used that experience in the AHL as a forward during the playoffs. The good benefit, he was on the forecheck there for a bit, through the, the body a little bit, but very chippy overtime considering it's a preseason game. Well, part of that, I would imagine as well, is guys like Nikita Zadorov don't usually see the ice in overtime no. when you're in the regular season. So when it's skill guy on skill guy, you don't usually see huge open ice hits no. in overtime. No, that's fair. And Zadorov has never been shying, shying away from leaning into anybody. It doesn't matter if it's his former teammate back in uh, London back in 2013. So it'll be four on three for the Flames here with 1.38 left in overtime. Ruzichka, Peltier, Phillips, and Stone on the ice for Calgary. Horvat, Myers, and Shen for the Canucks. So certainly more veteran NHL experience from the Vancouver players, even though they're down a man. As the Flames win the draw, 
and will look to score the game winner. Matthew Phillips, high slot, right side Pelche, back to Phillips. Again to Pelche, they'll switch places. Jacob Pelche, Matthew Phillips, right circle to the back door, Michael Stone scores! And that'll do it, a nice one-timer from the left circle by Michael Stone, beats Archer's Seelovs on the stick side, and the Flames get the overtime winner and take it tonight in Vancouver by a final score of 3-2. to two. Bats, you were just talking about players getting an opportunity in overtime. Michael Stone is not the name that you generally think of as being one of the players on, but here you go in the, in the preseason, an opportunity for Michael Stone, and he just comes in, and there's really no opportunity. You could see the PK for the Vancouver Canucks was quite stretched, and even though Archer Silov tried to drive across the crease and have an opportunity to make that save, but no, it, he could not do it there, and Luke Shen could not get that block either. And this game ends with the power play goal that we've been waiting for. Michael Stone with the one-timer from the left circle at 3.39 of overtime. So the Flames finish the night one for eight on the power play. The Canucks 0 for seven, and Calgary takes it by a final of three to two. Flames goals by Mitch McLean, Ben Jones, and Michael Stone. Good late push from the Canucks in the third period, though, led by a couple of guys that will be on the NHL roster, Randy, in Vasily Podkolzin and Connor Garland. That's right, and Vasily Podkolzin is the guy for me. I think today from the opening puck drop to the end of the game, unfortunate for him, he takes that penalty in overtime, but if you look at the way that he played right off the bat, throwing some hits on Simone and you know others throughout the game, I, I like the physical engagement, and I love that move that he put on Kevin Rooney as well. We're talking about legit top Sorry, bottom six forward in the NHL, and he addresses him near the blue line there, makes the move, and ends up scoring some, some positives to come out of this loss as well. Canucks will continue the preseason. In fact, they currently are continuing the preseason in Calgary, where they trail the Flames 3-0 through 40 minutes. Goals in that game for Calgary scored by Jonathan Huberdeau, Cody Eakin, and Blake Coleman. Meanwhile, the next Canucks game that you can hear on Sportsnet 650 is coming up on Thursday night when the Seattle Kraken come into Rogers Arena to face the Vancouver Canucks. Note the early face-off time, 6.30 puck drop on Thursday, and we'll have the call for you right here on Sportsnet 650. From a goaltending perspective, Randy, tonight, uh, Spencer Martin, two periods, gives up two goals on 25 Calgary shots. Seelovs comes in. Only concedes the overtime winner. Made a couple of really great saves mm -hmm. in that third period to give the Canucks a chance to come back and tie it as well. For both of those guys, pretty good start to the preseason. Definitely. And I look at Spencer Martin, you know, the two goals that he does allow, the second one especially from Ben Jones. It was a freak play, smart play by Jones, if anything. And, you know, technically sound. Spencer Martin was in great positioning all night. So if I look at, you know, his performance, I, I'm, I liked it. I think that's what you need to see from Spencer Martin all year long. Good start for the young goaltender. Once again, the final score at Rogers Arena. The Flames 3 and the Canucks 2 in overtime. For Randeep Janda, this is Brendan Batchelor in Vancouver.